I love private parts. Welcome to Sincast, presented by CinemaSins. Everybody, welcome to the Sincast. This is Chris Atkinson from CinemaSins. Joined as always by the voice of CinemaSins, Jeremy Scott. How kapow! Mm-hmm. Boom! Kazawi. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and from Music Video Sins, Barrett Share. Howdy! Yeah, Ooh, that was a high pitched howdy. <laughs> howdy! Howdy! <laughs> My voice cracked for the first time in like twenty years. There you go. Well, that's that second crack. It's supposed to hit right around forty. Nice. We're on our road trip. On the road again. The most time-honored tradition of all, the road trip. Oh, the places you'll go. Are we there yet? No. Are we there yet? No. Are we there yet? No. Still stuck in uh, Washington, D.C. traffic. That's right. Yeah, we got booted. <laughs> um, so we're, we're going to be here for a while. We're going around whatever circle that they always talk about. DuPont circle. <laughs> DuPont, DuPont circle. Yes. circle. There you go. Because <laughs> uh, you know, I hear it's murder this time. That's yeah. Right. <laughs> <laughs> um and we're gonna start off with a bang gi joe rise of cobra and gi joe retaliation by the way you know people I, because i've declared my love for gi joe rise of the cobra mm-hmm. for various reasons that i think are are fairly good i want nothing to do with gi joe retaliation mm. i don't, that's where you don't, draw the line that's where i draw the line don't loop that movie in with my love of the first movie. My mm-hmm. frustration is people people wanting to push this thing where I will watch that movie, Rise of the Cobra, if you will rewatch MacGruber. Yep. And I don't think that's a fair comparison because at least MacGruber, prior to me ever talking about it on the podcast, had already developed this cult following yep. that, as Chris said, thought the movie was genius. There's none none of that for Rise of the Cobra. It's so weird, man. I, I figure... I'm not always on an island. I figure there's there's got to be some cult mm-hmm. out there. I have never found. <laughs> no, but I'm saying I will do that deal separate of this Rise of the Cobra discussion. If we can ever find a movie that I don't remember being good that now has a cult status as being genius that you watch all the time. All right. If we can right. find your MacGruber, I'll do the trade. Okay. Just gives, not Rise of the Cobra. Who gives a shit that you like this movie, by the way? I think you're wrong, but that doesn't make any. That doesn't make your uh, taste in movies terrible. Like that's true. Like I. I I, I I've seen people a lot of times like take that one thing and then they just say, well, I don't believe anything that that person says mm-hmm. at that point. And it's like, I guarantee you, most of us have about a 98% agreement rate. And that's that 2% that we're ang- angry about <laughs> yeah. for some reason. And yes. Stop. Just stop it. <laughs> what does it say, though, that by title alone, I can't tell you which one of these G.I. Joe movies is which? Uh, Well, I mean, I you, you would be forgiven for that. But the weird thing about... Uh, retaliation is that it retained none of the fun of the first one none of the characters really of the first mm-hmm. one sienna miller's not in it uh channing uh, tatum is only in it for like a hot minute joseph gordon levitt's not in it <clears throat> dennis quaid's in it for just a second too and then sudden bruce willis yeah yeah mm-hmm. so i don't the rock's I think not the in rock. the first one either no he's, he's in the second one yeah hmm. so i don't know i mean the, the second one is I think of the second one the way that you guys think of the first one, mm-hmm. which is doubly depressing because I really like that first which one. Which one has the ninja fight in the mountain mansion? That is the second one. I like that fight. I do too. Okay. I like, uh, because that's Ray Park, is uh, Night Shadow, which is the black one, and the Storm Shadow. Ooh. You're, you're asking Ooh. the wrong fucking person. <laughs> Starscream? 
<laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. So you didn't, you weren't really into GI Joe back in the day, like the cartoons. Mm, no. Okay. Um, uh, I used, I believe this is how this happened. It used to be, I believe, Transformers came on after GI Joe. Um, I think so. But I always saw the the very end of a GI Joe because of the knowing is half the battle mm -hmm. show. So I always saw that. But it was never because I saw an episode of G.I. Joe, really. <laughs> um, and so, no, I wasn't much into it. I think my brothers were. I remember going into the attic and seeing, like, G.I. Joe, like, not toys, but I think it was a game or something oh, yeah, like yeah. that. I had that. And uh, and uh, they were into that, but I never got it. It's weird. You and I had oddly similar toy upbringings mm -hmm. because, at least in this regard, I was way into Transformers and had all those toys. Never gave two shits about G.I. Joe, but every other friend I had was into both of them. Mm -hmm. And I'd go over to my buddy Ben's house and we would to play Transformers and he would like shove all his G.I. Joe toys out of the out of the way so he could play Transformers. <laughs> I, didn't, I didn't have G.I. Joe toys. I'm trying to I don't know. I didn't have very many just like the action figure toys anyway, though. Like I didn't have Transformers either, but I know I watched that show more than I watched G.I. Joe. Um I had GoBots. Yeah, I had some of those. Yeah. I had the submarine. Uh, <laughs> I had yeah, a couple of GoBots. Yeah, some GoBots, man. So, uh, <laughs> but that was the only thing, like, really, uh, I, I, mean, I played a lot with, like, Legos and Lincoln Logs mm -hmm. and stuff like that. So. GoBots. Yeah, GoBots. <laughs> Even back then. <laughs> mm -hmm. Like, I just read an article this morning about how hard it is to kickstart any kind of new gadget because even before your fundraising has ended, some Chinese knockoff company has created a cheap version of your product and shipped already. Mm -hmm. Um yeah, even back in the 80s with G.I. Joe, or I mean, Transformers and GoBots. GoBots is not like, I wonder if there's like, it was ever any kind of like court case between uh, GoBots and, uh, it's such an obvious you know knockoff. I bet there was. There had to have yeah. been. And he probably ended up buying them or something. Like Legos and, and Knobloks or whatever they're called. <laughs> Knobloks. Uh, <laughs> what are they called? Named after the late second baseman from the Minnesota Twins. <laughs> Rocco's or Gecko's. Duplex. Uh, Dope, Duplo. Dope, Duplo. Duplo, yeah. Oh, oh yeah, yeah, yeah. We Knobloks. got there. We got there. It took, it took a few tries, but we got there. Uh, anyway, G.I. Joe, Rise of the Cobra. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And yeah. I guess they both have some Washington, D.C. action. Uh, yeah. Yeah. What were you looking up? I'm sorry. I was looking up it. Storm Shadow is the good ninja, and Snake Eyes is the bad ninja. No, no, no. Snake Eyes is the good ninja, and Storm Shadow is the bad one. But it always confused me because the good ninja is dressed all in black, and the bad ninja is dressed all in white, and it's usually hmm. the other way around. Yeah, yeah. color-wise, like Spy versus Spy has ingrained in me that white is good <laughs> and black is evil. Mm -hmm. yes. I don't even know. I never read Spy versus Spy. Yeah, I was about Spy. to say. <laughs> I was about to say Spy versus Spy. You never rooted for any of them. It was always like there was always some twist. You'd always there was always like. One of the spies would get it over on the other spy, but the other spy had already thought of that and got it over <laughs> on the other spy by the end of it. Uh, it was like so. It's like the Roadrunner, only that's both coyotes and yeah, no Roadrunner. Yeah, pretty much. Yeah. <laughs> now maybe, maybe I don't. Do you did you want you read a bunch of spy versus spy? Uh, only in Mad Magazine. Did, it was. It didn't seem like they favored one or the other, did they? No, no I don't no, remember. Really. It did. Yeah, it just I, came out. Of no, my it, it's <laughs> no. It's funny what you said. I was just sitting there thinking. Wait a minute. Did was it really like maybe they did favor one, and it was always that one that Ooh, got. That'd be funny if it did. Uh, we continue the winning streak with Geostorm. <laughs> oh Jesus Christ! Have you you haven't seen this yet, have you? No, no. Yeah. I've seen Into the Storm, man, and the Perfect Storm. I yeah. mean, mm. Gerard Butler's accent in this is is baffling. Mm -hmm. It is baffling. It's mm -hmm. like he's 
he's chewing gravel and like he, he can barely su- suppress the scottishness yeah but he wants it to come off as like tough guy new york style it's the weirdest fucking thing it ever is. yeah <laughs> His career, man. <laughs> uh, yeah, Geostorm is this. It's okay. So we fucked the planet up completely at this point. So they're not. We're not even worried about like recycling anymore. Yeah. <laughs> we're, we're, they've built a machine that controls the weather. Yep. And then suddenly one day something goes haywire with it and it goes t- way too extremely cold in one place and way too extremely hot. <laughs> instantly cold. Instantly, by the way. yes, instantly. And uh, they have to get one man to go up there and figure out what the fuck has just happened. And, <laughs> did you? Did is you it Leonard Nimoy? Yeah. I want it to be Leonard Nimoy. Did you have any fun with this movie? No. Yeah, I was trying to think of because this is normally my my thing, like disaster movies, yeah. Gerard Butler movies. But there's just it's not even fun. There's this mm. crazy brotherly backstory crammed in there. Yeah. Like it's just. It's fucking awful. This, it's fucking and this awful. is this is Dean Devlin who had worked with Roland Emmerich for a really long time, and it's a de facto Roland Emmerich yeah. movie. Yeah. Um. But uh. But yeah, there's really not much fun to be had in this. Yeah. And it and it really should have. It really ha- had the chance to be. Yeah. I mean, if you tweak this a little bit, throw a little bit more fun into it, mm-hmm. I think you could have a watchable movie. Yeah. Right now. It, you know the effects are bad the acting is hideous who plays his his brother um oh, oh the only thing about this that's worth watching is zazie beats she's fantastic oh yeah yeah hmm. but is that's she it. playing like some kind of whip smart science person exactly yep yes. i also just read an article today about because it's uh equal pay day and there's a lot of great articles uh, mm-hmm. about feminism stuff and i read an article about how frequent it is f- uh for disney female characters who are young to be written as sciency, mm. as as sort of a blanket character development thing. I didn't get to dive into that article before I had to come down here. That's interesting. But I thought that was interesting. I wonder if that's a good thing or a bad thing. Well, the article seemed to be suggesting it was a bad thing, but surely it's better than showing all of them like in pageants or something. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, exactly. I mean, exactly. Science is, promoting science isn't a bad thing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, yeah. Anyway, I'm going to stop bringing up articles I've read this morning. <laughs> Jim Sturgis played his brother. Um, Jim Sturgis, yeah. yeah. Um, what a career that guy's had. I know. I mean, it, so look, he, he was another uh, going to be like big time because mm-hmm. of 21 and because of uh, the Beatles thing. The Beatles thing. And then he did that um, the across, the across the universe. Across the universe. Yeah, yeah. Across the universe. Um, so yeah, he was on that track, and now he's kind of like he's total like discount whatever. Yeah, random <laughs> like hey, hey, we need somebody to play yeah. the brother Jim Sturgis. Why not? Um, <laughs> Who's oh left out there in the hall? Yeah, <laughs> yeah, pretty much. Um. Yeah, I would. I would love to see that audition. By the way, just a whole bunch of like dudes who <laughs> who you who are cast off and everything. They all look the same. They're all you know. They're all Jim Sturgis. That's sneakily the best long running SNL gag is when they do fake auditions for famous. Oh movies yeah, with, yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, I love it. Throw in a bunch of impressions. Yeah, That's yeah. like the one of their most consistent gags. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Anyway. Uh, on to Haywire, Steven Ooh. Soderbergh's movie with um, Gina Carano. You like, mm-hmm. you like. I do. Yeah, I thought I this know. was decent. Yeah, I thought this was surprisingly good. I mean, Gina Carano is not an actress. That's, I mean, but... that's that's what you have to to say. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> I yeah. mean, because otherwise, the rest of this movie is really, really good. It's got. St- 
tons of star power. Ewan McGregor, Michael Fassbender, Chatham uh, Tanning. <laughs> Chatham Tanning. And, uh, like, there's just, a, like, this murderous <laughs> row of actors. But, I mean, this poor woman, <laughs> as you see in, she's in Deadpool, right? Yeah. Yeah. As you see in Deadpool, like but she just can't get out of her at way. At least Deadpool only gave her like four lines. Yeah, like exactly. they weren't like trying to have her anchor a whole movie. Like Batista, I made the same jokes about him when he first went from wrestling to acting, but at least he he can do Drax. Yep. He's and charming. He was there. good in Blade Runner, too. He was. he was good in Blade Runner. I forgot about that. I was thinking about the Bond movie where he just had to be a henchman. Yeah. But I feel like he is a good enough actor to pull off that, just like The Rock was. Mm-hmm. Not everybody is. <laughs> mm-hmm. And I don't know that we should give lead roles to people. Well, who are, like, did you screen test at all? Well, I know he's experimental. <laughs> I know he... I just saying. I think he was going for more of the authenticity of the, the action scenes than he was for acting yeah and and that's what that's what you go for and i think that's what you ultimately take out of haywire is Mm -hmm. not not so much her performance but her physical performance which i will eat i don't like the movie but i thought she was great in that mm -hmm. aspect the action is awesome yeah yeah um then remember it being dc sorry oh michael douglas was in that too i forgot (laughs) oh wow bill paxton i forgot all these people were in there so michael douglas bill paxton antonio banderas uh yeah that's crazy this i I, I want to watch this movie again uh then we have head of state which i swear is the movie that i always confuse with enemy of the state Uh, (laughs) this is the chris rock yeah it's not it's not anything like (laughs) enemy of the state whatsoever uh but uh but yes chris rock is uh is the main guy in this i never saw this oh I really like, yeah what's it's the premise which is, makes it even weirder that i confuse this movie with enemy of the is State. is this the one with where he's a twin and anthony hopkins recruits him to <laughs> no 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 uh i we just talked about that movie a few weeks ago but oh. i forget what that one is this is where he's running for president and they like the Dem- democratic party um nominates him to be essentially a straw man so they can go to the next uh, election cycle and so he's like trying to follow the rules and all that stuff and then halfway through he pulls like a bullworth and just starts telling it like it is the movie uh, you're thinking of is bad company big um but uh but yeah head of state uh no i i, I he, chris rock directed this he wrote yeah. and directed oh wow it. it's, yeah. it's funny it's got because bernie mac plays his brother and like he brings him on as like this vice presidential uh nominee and uh spoiler he ends up winning um but yeah, it's it's funny. It's is it better uh, th- than Pootie Tang? Hmm. How much? I don't think I've. Yeah, I've seen. Is there, Tang. There's, not, there's nothing better than Pootie Tang. Well, Pootie Tang's got like a like a cult following. Doesn't it it? Does. absolutely. Louis C.K. directed it. Yep, he it directed it. I, thought, I knew he wrote it. Wow. Uh, yeah, no, it's it's there's a lot of generic beats, but he's funny in it. Bernie Mac is hilarious. In I it. need to check this out. I don't. I honestly don't think I ever saw this. It's, it's actually bad company that I confuse with Enemy of the State. That one I could yeah very yeah. much. And then understand. when Head of State gets called up, and I think of Chris Rock, I immediately confuse it with both of the movies. So, which is weird that you just kind of compared it to Bullworth because mm-hmm. wasn't Chris Rock in a remake of Heaven Can Wait? Which starred Warren Beatty? Yes. Yes. Okay. Yes. <laughs> just want to clarify that. <laughs> it just blew my mind. And, and what, what was that? Was that also called? Um, it was Down to Earth, I think. Down to Earth. Yeah. Uh, Chris Rock has a lot of like forgettable movie titles. Yeah. It's funny, like, because he he hosted the awards and he went in on that guy from the show Empire with the Chicago thing. Yeah. Oh, Jesse Smith. Uh, and. And I saw a lot of people on Twitter like dragging him for being too mean. And then for that, bringing up that whole thing from a few months ago that was actually an old video where 
He Louis C.K. says the N word in front oh, of we Chris were just Rock. Talking, talking about this, yeah. and Jerry Seinfeld. Like people were dragging Chris Rock a yes. little bit, and I'm like, better reasons to drag him down to earth, head of state, <laughs> bad company. Like he had a run there where we let him kind of. Kind of do whatever he wanted. I think I love my wife. Like, <laughs> oh, that's a good movie. Is it do you really? like that? Yeah. Uh, is it as good as Why it. Did I Get Married Too? It's way better than that. <laughs> <laughs> Why I Get Married Too is maybe one of the worst movies I've seen in the last oh, wow. 15 years. I didn't years. know you've seen that yeah. one. That's crazy. I saw that movie. We had two prints of it at Hollywood 27. Me in one auditorium and another guy in another auditorium. And we were texting each other. <laughs> It's that's one of the most ridiculous movies I've ever seen in my life. Uh, then we have Hollow Man, which Ooh. is basically the Invisible Man. Um, this, Kevin Bacon. Yeah. <laughs> this movie is oddly watchable. Mm-hmm. I think this has got a cult status now, doesn't it? I don't know. It. I don't know that it should. The, the effects are pretty bad. I'm like, sure they are now. They, they were it's like you were saying with uh, with Perfect Storm, which I just saw again. By the way, yeah. you're absolutely right <laughs> yeah. about the effects. But they were like groundbreaking for Hollow Man at the time. Yeah, I bet they have. This it is aged a well. very strange movie for Paul Verhoeven. Yeah, very oh, strange. Didn't realize he directed. Yeah, it. you would never like. It's one of those movies where you know Hollow Man. Who did that? Oh, it's probably somebody generic or whatever. Yeah. And th- and this just doesn't fit in his filmography anywhere. It doesn't feel like it's not campy. Well, I mean, I don't know. It's been since it came out since I've seen it, but uh, it didn't. I don't remember it having that camp. That He's he usually uh, had. And the one thing that doesn't I hold up very well about it is that he gets very rapey. He gets all the rapey. Yeah. Like, <laughs> the first time he goes out invisible, he rapes. Yeah, I think it's... I'm sorry. So, I'm sorry. But that's not it. He tries to rape Kim Dickens later yeah, in the Kim, movie. Kim Dickens and Rona Mitra. Yeah. R- Rona Mitra is the big, the big showpiece <laughs> part of it. I'm just saying, that says a lot about your character. It's as soon as you get invisible, you go right to that. Yeah. Right to it. Oh, I could totally rape now. Yeah. And, you know, they're careful to say it's because of the chemical changes and so on and so forth. But... Yeah. Like that's really he's the- creeping on that neighbor before oh, he ever true. goes invisible. He, does. he like likes her and spies on that's her right. way before that. That's you can't right. explain that shit away with science. That's right. <laughs> uh Greg Grunberg is in this. Yep. Elizabeth Shue. Elizabeth Shue. We could somehow talk not talked about the most visible character on Josh school. Brolin. Josh Brolin in a very pre Josh Brolin kind of role. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh but yeah, I mean strangely watchable, not not good. No. Uh, and yeah, guy gets very rapey. Yeah. <laughs> Direct-to-video standalone sequel called Hollow Man 2 what? starred Christian Slater and Peter Facinelli. I am watching what? that shit tonight. <laughs> yeah, no Are doubt. you kidding me? <laughs> I'm serious. You know, I would love nothing more than to find out there's actually six Hollow Man movies. <laughs> oh, like, yeah, that'd be just sweet. <laughs> Yasmeen Bleeth is in the fourth or, one. Or like... Or like <laughs> It's, it's hollow woman yeah. <laughs> i hate when they gender swap movies but uh i mean yeah it would it wouldn't surprise me if you know like it suddenly the hollow man universe you know yeah. you know and they're just calling them different things now that's hilarious the the picture of hollow man 2 is not of a, a poster at all it's a picture of the vhs cassette oh cover. yeah yeah it's yeah. probably the only picture they can get that's awesome <laughs> Uh, we finally get to a pretty good one here in the line of fire. Wolfgang Peterson's movie with Clint Eastwood, John Malkovich and Renee Russo. 
Clint Eastwood is a guy who uh, failed to protect JFK back in the day. He's a Secret Service agent. Mm-hmm. He failed. Mm-hmm. He totally knew. He totally could have jumped in front of that bullet mm-hmm. somehow. Yes. Um, That's right. So he's been living with that for years and years and yeah, years. Yeah, uh, uh, it's like one of the most debated murders of all time. Mm-hmm. And yet apparently because he was one of the what six guys on the detail <laughs> yeah like it's a it's a mark of shame like he's like just trying to get back to presidential detail mm-hmm. yeah because of this and this was jfk it was like know. 30 years ago yeah and he's like been in the doghouse ever since yeah, yeah. and so somehow some way he didn't he wasn't able to jump in front of the motorcade yeah uh to to save jfk um so he's i, I love this movie by the way uh He's depressed about it, and he's be- being punished mm-hmm. about it, right? And he's being singled out by Booth, the Malkovich yeah. character, in uh, just kind of like a coincidental thing. Like, why did Booth single him out? Yeah, I don't know. I think they, there was pictures of him at the scene or something. And Yeah, I don't know. So it's one of those early digital younginings, or at least they took a, an image from Eastwood's past right, movies right. and then just dumped him in this picture or whatever. <laughs> uh but uh but yeah he's he is now tasked to to uh protect the president in uh, the modern day and there's this guy malkovich who's building a gun mm-hmm. that has no metal parts in it that's right. not even one not one metal part. now <laughs> at the time pretty fucking laughable right now yeah. this day and age pretty fucking scary yep. yes it is oh yeah uh, uh he is amazing in this movie mm-hmm. in fact this may be my favorite malkovich performance yes yeah. Uh, he's, he's super creepy. He's having so much fun. He is. Oh, it's so great. It he seems is. like, I, I I mean, now I'm 16 when this movie came out, so I didn't know who John Malkovich was when this movie came out, and I didn't think he had much of a career before this. Mm-hmm. Uh, he's obviously in, um, Dangerous Liaisons, and he was in that Of Mice and Men with Gary Sinise. Oh, yeah. Quality. Uh, I like that one. Yeah, yeah. He had had a pretty good career. It's kind of like, like Tommy Lee Jones. He didn't really become a star until The Fugitive, but he had been, like, in tons of movies right. before The Fugitive. Same, same thing with me there mm-hmm. but malkovich had been in a ton of stuff but this was his star making performance because everybody wanted the john malkovich in his movies after this because of that exactly what you're talking about it looks like he's having so much fun being the bad guy uh but yeah this is a good movie <laughs> i like it there's a shot of him uh when he's at one of the rallies and clint eastwood is is you know hyper nervous because he knows he's he's somewhere out there and like the the crowd cheers and all that stuff, and he's looking all deliciously creepy and everything. And then like he just lets out a couple of whoop, yeah. He is definitely the reason to watch this. <laughs> yeah. uh, Renee Russo's charming enough. Yes, uh, she's always good, and it's hard to buy the romance with her and Eastwood. Yeah, just because mm, I yeah. mean they have enough chemistry. Yeah, I'm just you know it's like watching and there's that point on the the uh i think he's at the lincoln memorial and she walks away and he's like all yeah. you have to do is just turn around turn around and then yeah and then she that means she likes you and all that and then she turns around <laughs> yeah. and it's on it's on oh he's a piano player in this too isn't he yeah that's what i thought i think he actually can play really really I think well he can, like yeah. he plays jazz piano don't you think that if you were to go up to clint eastwood and say can you do dot 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 He's old enough that he he can do. It. <laughs> yeah. Although some things he may be too old now to do. Yes, yeah, right. at one you point <laughs> ride the beast at Kings Island. Right, so right. Have to say no. My doctor will not let me. He do would that. fall apart. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> 
then we have oh this is a great one in the loop uh Ooh. this is the armando Inucci who is best known for veep these days and i know he did a lot of stuff in england beforehand mm-hmm. so that's where he got, got his name there here it's veep and in the loop mm-hmm. uh armando and Inucci, and the guy can write some freaking dialogue yeah. that is insane veep just started up again mm-hmm. And there's just so many lines. I, I was watching some of the marathon that they were playing. And there's just so many just like just tossed off, like uh, just hilarious lines. There's a point uh, in this uh, the the latest episode where uh, where uh, Selena, the Julie Louis Dreyfus character, uh, is talking to her daughter and her her wife. And it's uh and it's uh was it uh, Clea Duvall who mm. plays who plays the plays her wife. Uh, and she and Cleta Vall's like going way too much into the like too much information mm-hmm. territory and saying we don't have sex anymore, no, nothing penetrative anymore, <laughs> blah blah blah. And she gets she she Julia Louis Dreyfus walks away and starts talking to somebody else. He's like, sorry, I just had to I just had to get away from blue is the most annoying color. <laughs> <laughs> Fucking awesome! Oh wow! Uh, I'm probably gonna honestly wait and binge when it's done, just because the only way I ever saw that show was binging. Mm -hmm. It's weird. Like if I start a show week to week, I can make the wait. But if I start a show bingey, I can't make the transition to week to week. Mm -hmm. Yeah, yeah. I gotta wait, save it up, and binge. Mm -hmm. Binge that shit. Mm -hmm. Anyway, in the loop is hilarious. It's awesome. This was actually a spinoff from his. UK show, mm-hmm. the thick of it, yeah, which yeah. I've never seen, but it's I like, have neither. Anytime we bring this guy up, it's always the first thing that people recommend. You got to watch this. Mm. Um, but yeah, this this is so fucking good. Tom Hollander's in this. Yeah, one. Mm-hmm. a lot of people are in this. Oh, James yeah, yeah, Gandolfini, yeah, yeah. Uh, Anna Klumsky, who's in Veep, oh, right. is in this. Um, this was maybe her return, kinda. Yeah, because uh, she had that long absence from acting, mm-hmm. um, and I'm so glad. I, I love Anna. Yeah, I do too. Uh, but yeah, Tom Hollander. I think if you had to pick a maybe a main character is probably the the main guy. And I love that guy. And then uh, what's his name? Who plays? Uh, uh, who's been one of the iterations of Doctor Who is in this, and he's got the um, he's, oh Peter Capaldi. Peter Capaldi yeah, has got yeah. some of the best lines in this. He's the meanest character yeah. in the entire in the entire thing. But um, if you just want to hear just like crazy back and forth like just some real cutting incisive yeah, dialogue yeah. it just goes back forth super fast you could watch in the loop and not catch about half the things that get said that's how fast it is yeah and everything did he do death of stalin yeah. yes oh, okay yeah that's that's and kind of in the same same vein. same yeah. vein. all of his work is th- exactly like that mm. it, you can watch i've seen death of stalin probably a handful of times every time there's something funny that i missed the first four times or whatever i gotta, I gotta see that mm-hmm. yeah uh then there is independence day of Ooh. course we've talked about independence day quite a bit probably uh and you don't really need to hear too much about it it's a alien invasion movie mm-hmm. uh, uh also disaster film at the same time mm-hmm. uh all of the were all of the the u.s monuments in the world are getting blown up essentially I uh, I just caught this a couple of nights ago. Yeah, the best part of this is the interaction between Will Smith and Jeff Goldblum. I think mm-hmm. uh, that whole ship, and it takes almost the entire movie to get to that point. Yep. But they've got perfect chemistry. Yeah, like as soon as he's whoops, you know, he's got the the thing upside down. And everything. Yeah, mm-hmm. uh, it's awesome. It's yeah. awesome, <laughs> and I still love this movie. The effects don't hold up. The cheesiness doesn't hold up. 
but there's enough to like about it that I'll keep going back to it. And I the like score, how, the score is fantastic. I like how in Will Smith's girlfriend's neighborhood, there's like a Los Angeles-sized spaceship hovering over the city, mm-hmm. and like everyone's just out at the end of their driveway looking at it. <laughs> just <laughs> looking at it. Well, my... That's strange. Yeah. As though <laughs> half the of them wouldn't be on fire, running, <laughs> yeah. screaming at the top of their lungs. Oh, I know. This is, it's, like, it's almost like it's happened before, right? Like, it's, <laughs> like, it's like this all, yeah, the ships are back. Uh, I, am, I understand some people being so shocked that they just gape and wonder, but not everyone. <laughs> some people are running for the hills. How, I, 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 I hesitate because I, I know. There are there are people out there who would go up to the top of a building and and to greet the aliens. Yes. Oh, like in Mars Attacks. Yeah, yeah. well, in Independence Day, somebody does it in Independence. The stripper Day? goes up with her sign. Yeah, I thought that a, was Mars Attacks. No, <laughs> it a, could be. There, wow. Well, well in Mars Attacks, they do go out to the desert with all the trailers and stuff, and they're all waiting for them. Yeah, you're right. But you're right. like, but in but in Independence Day, they get to the top of these buildings, and and mm-hmm. uh, Vivica Fox tells her stripper friend, "Don't go there," and. Uh, uh, and she's like, and it looks like, okay, well, maybe she won't. I don't know. She's up there with a sign. Like, yeah. And that's the, uh, isn't that the actual building that gets blasted, too? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Why would they choose that? Because it's the it, tallest building in LA. But the White House isn't the tallest building in DC. That's true. That's true. The aliens have some very strange choosing. <laughs> salient point there. Yeah. <laughs> um, but, uh, but yeah, I mean, I, I like Independence Day still. And mm. we, w- when we send it, I, w- I got very nostalgic for it. Um, I know that it's not the greatest, but it's mm-hmm. it's it especially for its time. It was a it was a fun movie. Oh, I was geeked the fuck out as soon as I walked out of that. Oh movie. man, I, I fucking loved I it. I called everybody I knew. Like, have you seen it? Can we talk about it? <laughs> oh, man. Well, it has some, it has one. I mean, because of the content in the movie, it has some of the best trailers of all time yep. because you hadn't seen stuff like that before. Mm-hmm. They the, and they and this isn't digital, really. This is they built models. Mm-hmm. They built actual models of the White House. And had popsicle sticks. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> and uh, and uh, and you know, and blew it up that way, and it looks real. They built happened. actual blue alien laser guns. <laughs> oh yeah, and they used them to to blow it up. Amazing. Yeah, was a technology that did not exist before the movie. Actually, ta- speaking of miniatures, people don't realize how much a Blade Runner uh, twenty forty. Six. What is it? Twenty forty nine. Have you seen the behind the scenes video of how many all like all those cityscape shots are modeled? Are you serious? Yeah. It's oh, fucking wa- mind blowing. I, I want to watch that. Because you could watch it and easily think, Oh, that's CG and that movie's gorgeous. Yes, it is. Oddly I still don't think I love it. I like it better than the first. Somehow I've watched it like five, six times now. It's so watchable and it's fucking long, but it's it, it so is. watchable. It really is. Um, uh, but almost all of that's miniature work. I'll try and find that later. Interesting. Uh, then there's a horrible Invasion of the Body Snatchers uh, remake called The Invasion. Woo, this is bad. Nicole Kidman, Daniel Craig, Jeremy Northam, and I remember nearly falling Jeremy asleep. Northam. I nearly fell asleep in this movie. Yeah, I don't know how you make a... Like this content boring because mm-hmm. I love the what is it nineteen seventy eight version yeah the Donald Sutherland and I love that version well, it's such a creepy concept there's another one that came out in ninety four that has um God what's her name Gabrielle Anwar in it right. called Body Snatchers that's really good too is it Body Snatchers did you like that yeah I don't think I've seen that I one. thought that one was good too and it also has Meg Tilly uh, Jennifer Tilly's sister. Ooh. 
Uh, but uh, but uh, that There's also that direct to video guy Richie sequel Snatchers. Oh yeah, totally. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> it uh, Abel Ferrara did that actually. Uh, oh, wow. It was called Body Snatchers, the '93 oh, yeah? version. Okay. Um, yeah, that one was pretty decent. And then, of course, there's like an older, older, older version, I mm. think, that I never saw that one. 56. Yeah. Um, but, uh, but this one, God, I, I could be wrong, but isn't this movie like really short, but it felt like three hours. It's, it's really one of those types. Yeah. Of it's movies. 99 minutes. Yeah, yeah. 99 minutes. It, it felt, feel <laughs> it, I mean, seriously, I think that was, this was definitely a movie I watched, uh, on a Thursday night or whatever mm. and looked at, and and i looked at my phone thinking okay this is i mean it's got to be like three o'clock in the morning <laughs> no it was like two o'clock in the morning real shitty yeah uh then we have iron man 2 <laughs> there there is some uh yeah some uh like uh congressional uh debates at the beginning of it where Isn't the expo there too oh the expo is in queens it's in queens yeah oh Queens is in DC, right? <laughs> <laughs> I, I I do remember having a a YouTube comment argument about that because somebody thought that I, when I said when we had it we had a joke about uh, them being in Queens and he and Tony had gone from Malibu to Queens in like five minutes or mm. something like that. Somebody was like, no, 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 he lives in Malibu and that's where that's where that expo was. I'm like. <laughs> well, especially now that they've come back around and decided to, to glom onto that fan theory that the little kid with the Iron Man mask is Peter Parker right. in the MCU, then Queens is the only place that makes any sense. Well, yeah, they're in. I mean, it doesn't even. There's not even a logic to it. It's flushing fucking meadows. <laughs> it's the same place in men in black where the ship is it's all it's that same fucking place um but there are some uh at the very beginning of the well actually i guess iron man 2 has quite a bit of dc in it but uh but gary shandling plays the the senator who wants uh tony to turn over his tech to the government mm -hmm. And and Tony's like, this is my property. You can't have it. And all that. Gary Shandling playing Holly Hunter. Yeah. It's so it's a weird thing because I think this movie wanted to have more fun, but mm -hmm. it ended up being more serious than anything. Mm -hmm. Like he's dying. Yeah. Like he's getting all drunk and everything. Yeah. Like the tech is not like uh, Ivan Drago. He's drinking the... himself to death. <laughs> he really is. And like the comics lean into that hard. Like yeah. Tony's alcoholism is a big deal for a long time in the comics. I think probably the most famous arc is about him. I think it's even called something. I think bottles in the title. Really? But basically he goes to a really dark place. The movie was probably never going to do that uh, as part of the MCU. Um, but if it could have, that might have been very interesting. Yeah. Um, I, I just wish this movie would pick a lane, whether it's supposed to be more comedy or whether it's supposed to be more serious. Either way, I think it would have been well, a better movie. Well, the problem movie. is then you have people like uh, the wrestler uh, who are right in the middle. Like he, does, he, yeah. he can't decide if he's trying to be funny or be serious either yeah, so he ends up that being fucking bird what he yeah well that's well see at least rockwell i think is trying to be funny yeah yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. but everybody else seems stuck in the middle yep anyway yep that, that is a funny scene where he sells all of his rockwell sells all of his tech to the government and he tells them about the the little the tiny one that that's supposed to blow up everything in the world or whatever and he's he's sold it perfectly and then and then don Cheadle uses it later and it's like a little firework essentially <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> i don't know there's there's stuff to like in this movie but i don't I, it's definitely way down on the yeah, list yeah yeah uh then we have jay edgar 
Uh, oh, this boy. is uh, this is Clint Eastwood directing DiCaprio as J. Edgar Hoover, and I remember this being dull as fuck. It is. I I think I liked it because I think Leo uh, Leo's been given some really good performances in lesser movies. Mm-hmm. Um, like I think he was he was good in The Aviator. He's really good in this. He's got terrible makeup in this movie. Mm-hmm. Uh, he's good in Great Gatsby, I think, uh, which is not a very good movie. But yeah, this it, it it went too morose. Like it really picked a lane on his homosexuality and how that affected him, and how he was blackmailing Martin Luther King and all that stuff. And it just turned out boring. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. I, I I was really excited for this movie. I was too before it came out. I really I I have seen this movie and The Aviator. And you could show me a scene from uh, either one, and I wouldn't be able to tell you which one. <laughs> I think the aviator also has some bad makeup on it. Too, I mean, unless he like was like awful. flying an airplane in that picture, and I would be able to guess the aviator. Well, both of them reek of Oscar bait. Yes. And that's another problem that I have a lot of times where it just feels like the directors involved just they want somebody to love them. And Scorsese had never had that before. He never made movies that felt like for people to love him. And Aviator was the first time. And I just didn't, I didn't get into it. Yeah. Uh, And Jay Edgar, Clint Eastwood already had, I mean, it's like Clint Eastwood was trying to get a a streak going there because he had Million Dollar Baby and he had uh, Flags of Our Fathers and uh, Letters Letters from Iwo Jima and all that. And these were, uh, he, it looked like he was just trying to get this streak of like Oscar nominations and Jay Edgar just falls so short. What yeah. was the last movie Leo did? Was it The Revenant? No, well, I mean, he's he's been doing this uh, Once Upon a Time in Hollywood. Yeah, I think The Revenant is bef- before Once Upon a Time is the last one he did. He doesn't work very often. I don't no, think I guess he, he has need to. to. Yeah, yeah. Um, he's also is he also in that Irishman movie that's I, that's coming out with the Scorsese oh, directing? That's that's another one that has like everybody in Hollywood, so <laughs> possibly so. And I think he is. I think uh, this is the first time that. Um, that he's well maybe not he's not in that god the irishman's been in development for what feels like 25 years oh yeah i've heard about it for <laughs> a long time no it's it's more de niro pacino it's no there's no dicaprio in that movie uh then we have <laughs> the jackal <laughs> <laughs> guys i saw this movie when it came out all i remember is the jack black scene and i don't remember anything else you don't need to remember anything else this is this is like you should be able to make movies like this at least entertaining. Yeah. And this is not entertaining. You don't think it was entertaining? This is Richard Gere yeah. and Bruce Willis yeah. both playing the wrong role. <laughs> I'm not sure there's a role in this movie that Richard Gere is supposed to play, <laughs> but he's here. Uh, Jack Black playing the wrong kind of role. <laughs> Isn't he Jamaican? <laughs> He's got d- d- dreadlocks and shit, doesn't he? He has some kind of fucked up haircut. You may, I'm confusing him now with the... Uh, I still know what you did last summer where he <laughs> definitely has dreadlocks and sells weed. Um, but, yeah, no, I've seen this twice, uh, probably within the last, I've seen it once at least in the last five years. And, no, I just, I hated it. I feel like Bruce Willis is having fun. Like, he's this soulless, silent assassin, basically. But, yeah, it's could, not it's not worth We could debate when was the last time Bruce Willis had fun. That could be a whole podcast. <laughs> mm-hmm. <laughs> Maybe Beavis and Butthead do America. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I guess there's an argument for Red, even though I don't like Red too much. Mm. Uh, well, but then he stopped before Red 2? Yeah, he, stopped, <laughs> he definitely stopped before Red 2, because Red 2 is joyless. 
then we have Kingsman, the Secret Service, and Golden Circle. Um, Golden Circle ends up in Kentucky, but it does... Uh, involve the yeah. president and yeah uh is it bruce greenwood yeah bruce greenwood yeah president. this is this is bruce yeah bruce greenwood is definitely the president in golden circle <laughs> and he's a terrible president he's the <laughs> he's, yeah, man. he's like hey man you know kill all the guys who smoke weed, who smoke weed? i'll be a fucking hero <laughs> um two diametrically opposed movies by the way one is really really good yeah and one is really believing in its own bullshit too. yeah although i when golden circle was making the rounds on hbo i was finding reasons to watch it for whatever reason it's it's still silly mm -hmm. but it's t maybe just a tad a bit too silly this time like they like you're saying they got a little bit too much on their bullshit from yeah. the first one the first one has is pretty solid and then the second one they're like well nothing matters so yeah, <laughs> yeah. we can literally do anything yeah, yeah. um i do think it's kind of interesting that uh um what's his name uh, uh taron edgerton uh, has scenes with Elton John in this movie. Yeah, that is funny. He's, now he's playing Elton John. That Elton John storyline was such bullshit. I, I, it's that was the ultimate on your own bullshit type yes. of thing. Like, like because it's, it's basically not, it's basically like let's have him yell obscenities. That'll be funny. Exactly. Yeah. And that's what it that's what it comes down to. Where do we stand on Samuel L. Jackson's accent or affectation in the first movie? You mean lisp? The lisp. Yeah. I kind of liked it. Okay. I, I didn't know if we had a strong opinion. I mean, mathematically, you make as many movies as he does, one of your characters is eventually going to have a lisp. Yeah, yeah. But it felt like an odd choice to me. Yeah, I think I think that's one of those where they say this is a hyper realized world, so it's gonna have it's gonna have like a lot of these affectations like this. So mm. that's what they gave him, and that's what he went with, and I, I'm fine with it. Um, but he looks like he's having fun in this movie for sure, for sure. <laughs> and you know, I mean, it's gotta be that's gotta be tough for him because he's in like 200 movies. Yep. every year, and um uh, <laughs> and uh and so like uh to get it up for like every single i mean it's got to be tough you know you know this shaft movie that's coming oh out. my <laughs> he, god he was like well all right i, I guess i gotta do this huh <laughs> um but uh but something like this which is kind of different and funny and everything but he was uh, but yeah i like i like the first one and i like the second one maybe better than i should but mm -hmm. uh it's not it's you want to know what's crazy the the last shaft movie with samuel L. jackson mm -hmm. was made before Jeffrey Wright and Christian Bale were huge stars. Right? Mm -hmm. Right? Mm -hmm. I'm just saying, it was a long-ass fucking time ago. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> we don't think about that. But then they're just like, Shaft? Okay. Yeah, yeah, what has it been, 27 years? Let's do it. It's, uh, I was about to say, there's probably been as much time between the, these two than there was between those last two. But no, it's, it's, a, it's a little bit less. But still, a lot of time has gone by since that last Indeed. Um, then there is Kong Skull Island. Mm. There Next. is some DC stuff at the beginning where they're like asking if they can even go to this island. Mm-hmm. Yeah, uh, but most of the most of it is actually shot on Kong Skull Island. <laughs> yes, actually shot on the you Skull know Island. out there in the Caribbean somewhere. Yeah. You know what? I, I, this was going to be my answer at Sin Week on a Q and A section. People asked like, "What's your least favorite genre of movies?" Mm -hmm. And someone said horror movies. I mentioned documentaries. I just don't get to them. Creature features just aren't my bag. Mm -hmm. Like I don't care. I don't care how. You you got you, you could detail every pubic hair on Kong or whatever it is. Right, right, right. Like I don't give a shit. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> if there's yeah. no story and there's nothing to like hold on to. Yeah. It it's just you know 
Wolfman's Nothing. got nards and Kong's got pubes. I'm the I'm the same way. I'm the same way. Yeah. Even the even the real classic ones like uh, the classic Godzillas and stuff. There's very little to actually sink your teeth into on those. Yeah. Uh, the, I remember watching. I watched one that was on Turner Classic or something one day, and it was one of those like first ever Godzillas, and it's like oh, revered. <laughs> and it's and it's boring. Yeah for at least i mean it it never gets it finally gets to the monster and you're like oh okay i can kind of think it's kind of gotta get into that i guess Mm -hmm. but yeah that most of the time most of the time you're you're in these movies you're sitting around waiting for the monster to show up yeah and a lot of times the filmmakers make a big deal about not showing you the monster for so long which is why i liked cloverfield Mm -hmm. you know it was about the monster but it was about the the city's reaction to the monster mm-hmm. this is the total opposite it's just like i'm gonna eyeball fuck you with kong mm-hmm. and with these other monsters and maybe there's dinosaurs and then there's fucking tom tim hiddleston like slicing through things with yeah. gas and shit it's like god damn it i don't need this yeah i don't need this in my life Ooh. yeah exactly. isn't there like a second kong huh isn't there more than one kong no there's one kong but he, isn't there more he than battles one giant all these ape? other fucking no there wasn't another giant ape. Really? Yo, there, he uh, he eats an octopus, a giant octopus. He fights this dinosaur crocodile yeah, thing several, at the several end. Several dinosaurs, yeah. And I said, okay, I'm I gotta be thinking of something. Help me figure it out. I thought for sure they got there and found a giant ape, and thought it was the giant ape, and then there was a giant ape. Mm, Not in this one. I don't think so. What the fuck am I thinking of? Was it the the King Kong, the Peter Jackson King Kong? No. Could it have been Congo? <laughs> oh, no. what am I of? <laughs> all right i don't mind. know you know what you, your description there vaguely rings a bell but yeah. i can't think of it all right um, uh, listeners help us out <laughs> jeremy needs help we'll, we'll we'll figure it out probably after the podcast yes uh but uh yeah i didn't like this at all and i just remember too this was a, i knew we were in a completely different age when they came out with the trailers for all the movies, pretty much all the movie, big movies of, was this 2016? Uh, yes. 2016. And in 2015, there were all these trailers for, like, I think it was um, San Diego Comic-Con and all that. It's 2017, I'm sorry. 27. Oh, the Meg! Oh, the Meg? They thought they found the Meg, and then there was a bigger Meg. Oh, oh yeah. Um, <laughs> sorry, sorry. That's what I was thinking. Yeah, there, there is a, yeah, there is a point where they, uh, they find, they find this, yeah, they find the Meg, and then when they killed it and everything, of course, the movie is like forty-five minutes left once that happens. <laughs> uh, like I, I like this is that's why where that sin came from, where the guys like sitting there like having fun in a raft out in the middle of the fucking ocean. <laughs> And I was like, I've never seen a guy who is more dead in a movie. Um, but uh, yeah, it, but I remember seeing trailers. So it was 2017 when this movie came out. Mm-hmm. So in 2016, on Twitter, there was all these trailers coming out for movies like Kong Skull Island, and there was a few others in the summer. And uh, people were just like super excited about this Kong Skull Island. I was like, what, what? I don't see what you guys are seeing. Nope. nope. At all. And it's just not my bag. Yeah, I'll tell you what I'm sick of. Fucking new Avengers trailers. Just stop it. I've seen all the footage that I want to see from this movie. Mm-hmm. And like every day, there's another one that, okay, Tony's back with the gang and Nebula's back with the gang. And who knows if they're doing it just to fuck with this or whatever. I don't want to see anything else before this movie. Yeah. 
They, I think they've already basically uh, sold out <laughs> that first day. Yeah. Because it was on Twitter today. Everybody's buying tickets for it. Yeah, I know. We probably won't get a show. <laughs> yeah. I don't so, think that's possible. What? To, to I want to talk about that. Mm-hmm. Now or later. But like... Maybe one day we'll get to a place where this could happen. I don't think it's possible for a movie that's going to open on like 6,000 screens to fuck a digital film to sell out. Well, They're going to just open more shows. Well, that's that's what I was about to get to was that was that it's nearly impossible to do that. And, and it's been nearly impossible to do that for the last five or so years around the country because uh, I've told that story before about how Harry Potter and the Deathly Hallows part two uh we were going to have just four or five showings if we had had prints that's where, where we would have ended it probably yeah. but with digital now you can put any movie in any projector yeah. and you can schedule accordingly to the point where we had all 27 playing harry potter that night yeah so yeah i mean th- th- if they sell out of one they're going to go to the next one yeah. and mm-hmm. to the next one until they finally like i totally understand I'm not trying to belittle people buying in advance. I get mm-hmm. that. If you want a specific time or seat or day, buy in advance. But the people who were buying in advance because they're worried it's going to sell out, that makes no sense to yeah, me. Yeah, I agree. I agree. Mm-hmm. I'm just going to show up the day I want to see it. And even if that's the day it opens, I'm going to be able to get a seat. Yeah. Anyway. All right. I'm done now. Thank you for letting <laughs> me get that off my chest. Legally Blonde 2, Red, White, and Blonde. Uh, this came out in 2005, right? Because I didn't see the first one. But for oh, some, that's right. So I did see this one because it came out in 2005. 2003. Oh, it came out in 2003. Mm-hmm. Shit. But okay. It was, it was 4th of July, so I'm sure you hmm. were involved. I don't remember anything about this movie. It's, I never saw the second one. I saw sucks. the first one. The first one's good. I love the first one. The first one uh, had every... Subverted all the tropes that a movie like this would normally do. And Reese Witherspoon's performance was awesome. And this is totally just a, a cash-in. Mm. Sally Field plays like a representative or a congresswoman. And of course, Elle Woods isn't good enough to make it in D.C. because she's too pretty and blah, blah, blah. She's too blonde and fuck that. It's now bad. they're making a third one. I heard that. Yeah. Um, if this, if you thought the second one was a cash grab, what do you think the third one is? I don't know what the third one would be. Maybe it would be a return to form because this came right on the heels because Legally Blonde, I think it was 2001, somewhere, somewhere around there. Somewhere around uh, so this one came right on the heels of, of that success. So given the fact that they've waited 16 years, maybe maybe they're putting some effort into it. This one, no effort. I need more people getting angry about these senseless reboots and remakes. Because too many people are, are, are just like, maybe it'll be good. Because if you take any one of these announcements as a one-off, then fucking yeah, yeah. maybe it'll be good. But mad about you coming back? <laughs> I don't care if it's fucking Godfather. It's unnecessary horseshit cast drabs. And until until we're all angry, they're not going to stop. Yeah, what's next? Wings? <laughs> they probably will. They've yeah. got Tony Shalhoub's looking for work. Right? I mean... Monk's home. not on anymore. Right. The, well, Monk? <laughs> Come back with Monk? It's time. <laughs> it's definitely time. <laughs> It's been way too long. Yes, it's been way <sighs> far too long with no monk. Uh, and psych. Um, <laughs> then we have Live Free or Die Hard. Oh, Jesus. Um, well, this movie is definitely DC as hell. Yeah. It's almost all set in DC. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. That's all. That's a, I mean, yeah. Kevin Smith's funny. Mm-hmm. I'm telling you, man, mm-hmm. I, I'm I'm on board with this movie. Like, yeah. it's, it's nowhere near as good as the first three. 
It's not as, it's not even as good as Die Hard 2, which is definitely the weakest of those first three. Mm-hmm. But I do love Timothy Oliphant in this movie, and I think it's just diehardy enough to where before it gets like way over the top in the next movie that I can watch it. It gets to the point in this though that he is officially doing things that John McClane can't is that not is known for anymore. Yeah. That whole helicopter fucking street thing, whatever the where yeah, he's rolling yeah, yeah. that uh, that that was where I I clicked off At right there. At least in the third one there's none of that fast and furious stuntman bullshit. Yeah, yeah. There's, right. There is, there's one moment, I mean, you can see where Die Hard's going. There is one moment, and that's where they jump off the bridge. And, oh, yeah. And that's where they get to the, that's where it starts getting to John McClane is a superhero moment. But they've got, for mean, the most part, there's not any of that, you know. No, there's only really one part where uh, he has to shoot himself through his shoulder to shoot the guy who's holding his daughter. Mm-hmm. And that felt like a very John McClaney moment because he was just like wince and he was like, God damn it. Nah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, you're, you're right. The rest of it is Fast and Furious superhero bullshit. Yeah. But there's just enough charm in this. Uh, the, 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 uh, Long, Justin Long mm-hmm. is, is adorable in this. Yeah. Ah. Right. Is, uh, is, uh, is uh, Mary Elizabeth Winstead in this? Mm-hmm. Yeah. he play, She plays the daughter. Yeah. Uh, and then in the fifth one... She's, jai courtney it's jai courtney playing is it jai courtney or is it uh it's there's, there's, <laughs> there's a logan marshall green logan marshall green isn't it <laughs> it's jai courtney is it for i real? don't know it's a hundred percent jai courtney okay oh um, no wait it's not logan marshall green okay okay i'm pretty sure it's jai courtney okay and 99 percent. see sure. i think it's the opposite but it is it is jai courtney yeah <laughs> all right all right Phew. Now that we've solved that, <laughs> what, it's Tom what, Hardy. <laughs> yeah, what a shitty movie, though. Yeah, that one is terrible. That is a it is a it is a terrible quandary that we live in in these times that we can't tell the difference between Jai Courtney and Logan Marshall Green <laughs> and Tom Hardy. Sometimes that's right. Uh, but uh, yeah, lift for your uh, Timothy Oliphant is is he just sneaky underrated? Uh, I think people like him. Yeah, I think he's great. I Justified mean, was a, a, a show that everybody in the world loves. I, I've never seen it, but but mm-hmm. that was the. I think that was his coming out party for everyone. Mm-hmm. Up until then, I think people in the know liked him, but mm-hmm. he was probably that that guy from Go or yeah. that guy from Live Free and Die Hard for a lot of people until yeah. Justified. Scream Two and and yeah and uh, uh, by the way, if you really want to see an awesome timothy oliphant villain performance watch the girl next door oh yeah he's yeah, so he's good in that oh is he the pimp yeah yeah there's a point in there where he's trying to get his get the money back from emile hirsch and uh they're at a they're at the dinner table and they've uh, excused his parents they he timothy timothy oliphant's going to show this video that emile hirsch is apparently like you know a porno that he's in or whatever mm-hmm. but before before that happens they, they excuse the parents out and they're in the in the dining room and he goes he goes i want that money back or whatever and emile hirsch is like i'm not going to give it back to you and he's like fuck it he's like he's like fuck it and he's like he remembers that the parents are in the other room he goes fuck you <laughs> jesus i love that yeah he's awesome man perfect getaway like he's in a lot of movies that we love like Mm -hmm. go and perfect getaway yeah and uh he's yeah he's just charming really good actor yeah i dig him i'd do him yeah Yeah, for sure 
then there's Lockout. I've never seen this. Guy Pierce? Oh, Space Jail you know movies? It, baby. Space Jail movies. <laughs> you know it. This movie actually lost a lawsuit to fucking John Carpenter. <laughs> oh, really? He accused them of stealing Escape from New York. Mm. Oh, wow. Now, similarity is they send a prisoner into a prison to extract the president's daughter who's been taken hostage. Here, instead of the prison being the whole city of New York, it is a space station. We now, this is, this is what I love about this movie. We've advanced as a society to where we can build huge floating, like, condominiums, and we use them for prisons. <laughs> <laughs> we use them for prisons. Yeah. Um, I have a friend, a good friend, who would punch me in the face because he hates this movie. Hates it so bad. Hates, uh, Hates the accent that Guy Pierce is using. Uh, I love it. Now, here's the deal. <laughs> I imbibed a little one night, mm-hmm. and I watched Dread nice. and this movie back-to-back Whoa. on Netflix. And mm-hmm. I may have never been happier <laughs> with a double feature in best. my life. That's the best. <laughs> and um, everyone I've ever talked to who's seen that movie hates it. Really? And I love it. Uh, 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 Lost, uh, Ma- Maggie Grace, Maggie Grace. Uh, is the president's daughter. My date with the president's daughter. <laughs> um, and yeah, it's just, if you go in knowing that it's just trashy fun, I think you, you're going to have a fun time. I didn't, I don't, still don't know how that lawsuit wins. Like, it's not like the guy's name is, you know, Blake Bliskin. Or yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, then we have the aforementioned Mars Attacks. Oh, Tim Burton's follow-up to Ed Wood. Uh, <laughs> right. It's almost like he said, let's go as far away from that as possible. Oh, yeah, this has everybody in the world. It in sure it. does. Uh, there's uh, Glenn Close, Jack Nicholson, there's Natalie Portman, there's Zanette Benning, uh, Michael J. Fox, Portman. Pierce Brosnan, Sarah Jessica Parker. Yep. Uh, uh, Jim Brown, Jim Brown, Pam, Pam Greer, <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Ray J. Um, there's a yeah, it's a there's a million people in it. It's based off the old tops uh, trading cards. Uh, this movie ha- is not good yeah. at all, but there are there are some comedic moments in it that are that are memorable. In yeah, it. and I believe it has got a cult following since. I think it had a cult following since day one. I, I think, think it had a cult, cult following before it came out. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah, yeah. Uh, ultimately, this this is not like a fun movie to watch or anything mm. like that. It's literally just you know waiting for those beats, like you always say the the Earth and Mars, yeah, you know? yeah. And uh, the we come in peace. We are your friends yeah. as they're firing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But no, I mean this this movie is a a garbage dump. I remember um, the music being pretty fun though. Yeah, that's uh that's Danny Elfman. I think it's Danny Elfman almost always. I also remember thinking it was like very Men in Blacky, but this was before Men in Black. I might have, uh, yeah, just I before. Might have thought just before that, after I saw both of them together, I don't know, but uh, I remember liking the music. Yeah, yeah, it's just it, it it it's going to more absurd levels. Like he tried this successfully in Beetlejuice and like mm-hmm. you know absurdist comedy, and it lands every beat of that lands. I think he just went too far on this one, mm-hmm. and this is really the the line of demarcation of the decline of Tim Burton. None of his movies after this this point got anywhere near the levels of the ones that were before this especially mm-hmm. ed wood yeah mm-hmm. yeah i i know that there are a couple that people like to throw in there I, i'm not a big big fish person but some people like big fish some people like sleepy hollow uh okay. yeah and uh, but again, it's nowhere near there's nothing to what he was doing before this um 
it, it's it, the uh, the Danny Elfman uh, connection too. Uh, I believe on Ed Wood they had a falling out. Like oh, it, really? it ended up, it was not it was not Danny Elfman on Ed Wood, oh. and so it's kind of a you know they sort of reconciled by the time Mars Attacks came out. Seems like Danny Elfman has falling outs with a lot of people because I know that <laughs> happened with Raimi too. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I wonder if maybe he's not not maybe he's a little Chevy Chase ish. I don't know. He's brilliant. I mean, he's brilliant. So is Chevy Chase. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Was it was it Oingo Boingo that mm-hmm. he was a part of? So he probably had a falling out with them too. Yeah, I mean they <laughs> pretty much <laughs> they dissolved. Yeah. Uh, then we have and never saw this the master of disguise. Dana Carvey uh, is a master of disguise. I'll tell you what, I haven't seen this. I saw it in the theater. Mm-hmm. I was managing a ten screen. To this day, my wife and I will still say turtle turtle. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. Mostly because of the trailer that was in the trailer, yep. not because we remember the movie. It uh, is a, it is, you know, what was the uh, opportunity? No, it wasn't opportunity knocks, or was it opportunity yeah. knocks that he was in? Mm-hmm. That was his starring vehicle. Yep. You know, it's there. There was a certain point where Dana Carvey impressions only took you so far. Yeah, <laughs> and I think it was probably opportunity knocks. Mm-hmm. And after that, like I saw this, but it was it was not pleasant. Yeah, I I I was working. This was the my summer of working at Bell Forge Theaters in Ooh. Antioch. It was like three months I worked there, and uh, you're and, only shot twice. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> I was only shot twice. Correct. Um, but uh, but uh, I remember a lot of the employees around there doing that turtle thing. Yeah. Only uh, memorable thing for over and over and over. And we didn't even have the movie. It was the one across the street, the Hickory Eight. Uh, so I, I never saw, I never saw it. Apparently, you know how Geico has like revived all their old television commercials, right? Uh-huh. And they, like, created like this archive, vote for your favorite. By the way, from a marketing standpoint, fucking brilliant. Oh, yeah. Like, I hate these insurance companies and their commercials, but that's brilliant. Uh, but the one with the camel where he's yeah. like, Mike, 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 Mike. Uh, and then he goes, home. Mm-hmm. My wife was telling me that there's a school system near where we live that had to like make, they had to ban quoting that commercial because when that commercial first came out on every wednesday so many kids were doing home day they literally banned saying words like that that's crazy to me for the record the 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 pig one is my all-time favorite just because of the surprise involved with it you had that uh, I think it's Mike McGlone who McGloney who's from uh, the old those Edward Byrne mo- Burns movies that does that the begin this guy co save you a fifteen percent <laughs> on car yeah. did the little piggy go wee 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 all the way home and then it's like wee wee and I that's the last time I may have just busted on a commercial because of just the surprise factor of that now they've just dumbed it all the way down to like. You know, somebody will get surprised at something. Mm-hmm. You know, what else is surprising? Ice tea at a lemonade stand. Yeah, right. Yeah. <laughs> uh, one of the many Blu-rays I have in my collection I've never seen. Miss Sloan, Jessica Chastain. Oh, movie. really? Yeah. This movie's up your alley, man. Yeah. It's uh, she's like a Washington fixer. Mm-hmm. She's a lobbyist, and they want to they want to introduce a pro-gun banning anti-gun uh bill and she starts off on one side and then switches to the other she's awesome in this mm-hmm. uh it's actually on netflix or uh amazon prime too uh gugu and Botha Ra is in this 
Um, Allison Pill is in this. Michael Stuhlbarg, of course. Mm, of course. Um, but uh, it's a it's a really really good movie. John Madden of Shakespeare and Love and Best Exotic Marigold Hotel and Proof Fame. Yeah, uh, he's got a weird career. Yeah, uh, directed this. Hmm. Uh, but yeah, one I've been meaning to watch. I love Jessica Chastain. Mm-hmm. Also uh, a Hall of Fame coach. Yeah. Yes. Absolutely. <laughs> John Madden is the oh, director. John Madden. <laughs> <laughs> yes. <laughs> uh he's never gotten that by the way <laughs> never uh all-time frank capra classic mr smith goes to washington uh jimmy stewart is the uh the aoc of the day <laughs> <laughs> yes pretty much uh, uh wet behind the ears everybody's telling him what he needs to do to to to, to make it in washington but he finds something's going on that's wrong around that kind of filibuster yes and yes there's a a big huge filibuster scene at the end where he's uh you where know. he's like telling all the other senators like the, some of the money's in your house and some of the money's in your house some of the money's in your- <laughs> yes exactly Wait, I, got my I remember crossed. that I remember that. I love the Simpsons spoof of It's a Wonderful Life. Oh, yeah. What are you doing with my money in your house? (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. We were, I was uh, talking with some friends the other day, the Saturday Night Live thing of of It's a Wonderful Life is fantastic, too. (laughs) Have you ever seen that? uh, Have you ever seen that, Barrett? I'm trying to think. It's the alternate ending to It's a Wonderful Life. And, oh, it's Dana Carvey doing Dana Carvey uh, doing yeah, a, yeah, yeah. A, a spot the fuck on <laughs> Jimmy Stewart, and uh, and uh, they uh, there's a so there you know how at the end of It's a Wonderful Life they don't ever find out that Potter took the money ah and so in the alternate ending somebody comes in they said they said that Potter came in and he he deposited exactly eight thousand dollars into his account and, <laughs> and, and, and so and. It, Jimmy's true. All right, well, let's go get him. They <laughs> <laughs> go in and start beating John Lovitz as, as Potter. <laughs> it's the best. Mr. Smith goes to Washington. Great movie. All the the Simpsons also yes. took off on this as well with the Mel Gibson version. <laughs> That's right. <laughs> he throws the American flag through somebody's heart. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> muscles are all rippling and shit <laughs> uh, but amazing. uh but a great a great movie yep uh then there's murder at 1600 Whoa, holy shit wow. yeah. wesley. wesley snipes wesley, right. wesley this was uh the height of wesley snipes is uh this may have been towards maybe towards the end of his height though it's definitely post passenger 57 this is yeah. 97 so yeah, yeah it's definitely <laughs> i don't know if i saw murder at 1600 it's perfectly pleasant. It's like a it's a pleasant murder at sixteen hundred. Exactly. Yeah. yeah they uh, some like junior staffer or somebody gets murdered. Uh, um, not the president. Not the president. Actually, <laughs> they would have called it an assassination. I'm trying to think if, <laughs> <laughs> if the president actually appears in this. I don't think he does. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm assuming it's a he, of course. Um, but yeah, it's it's a nice little thing, like cat and mouse type of thing. There's there's a couple of twists in there, uh, and I actually Wesley Snipes, man, I think is overall underrated because he just became stock action mm-hmm. you know star but he's he's got a, a few chops and i he's guess playing a secret service agent here yes or is he playing a or detective detective pd because that's a lot of the movie's conflict is secret service interacting with the murder investigator right yeah yeah detectives. he's on the other side yeah yeah he's he's a, a police department okay okay i saw this once mm-hmm. i don't remember anything about it and, yeah, and 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 yes, Wesley Snipes does have Blade after this, mm-hmm. but ah. I think I think his 
I don't like Blade is necessarily people went to go see it just because of Wesley Snipes. It's right. more of a there's more of a, a following to that, but that was definitely the tail end was Blade. Mm-hmm. Uh, but I yeah I never saw Murder. He still talks like he should he should be Blade again. Oh really? Like on like interviews and social media and whatnot. Like he's still. I think as recently as a couple of years ago, he was publicly lobbying to play Blade in, uh, the, in the MCU. Hmm. Oh, re- oh, interesting. I don't know. Well, huh. and it and it and it might be awesome if under some some uh, with a different a little direction. I don't need him in it. Um, I would love to see a new version of Blade. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I mean, he he still looks the exact same as he did in 1997. <laughs> he does. He does. <laughs> uh, then we have my fellow Americans. It's uh, Jack Lemmon, uh, James Garner uh what's that guy's name he's john hurt john hurt because i always get him and john hurt and william (laughs) hurt uh but john hurt amber heard yeah and amber (laughs) heard uh it's about uh former presidents and i can't remember what they're trying to do yeah i i actually talked about this before on the podcast because there's that line at the end um because john hurt's character is an idiot and Mm -hmm. at the end he reveals that he's in on some scheme and he's like thought i was stupid but it was just a facade uh, <laughs> yes yes that's all that and the two the scene where jack lemon and walter Matthau compare it's james james garner, garner yeah. compare the lyrics they both made up yeah more, and he's uh, like hail to the, the chief because yeah, he's the one in needs hailing or whatever <laughs> yeah. um, that's all i remember they're on some kind of pr tour to cover mm-hmm. up something for this real president or something yeah there's dan Aykroyd. Oh yes, Dan there was Aykroyd. a uh, there was a revival for Jack Lemmon, James Garner, and uh, Walter Matthau back in the day, where they used to come out with movies every year, yep. s- sort of geared towards the fifty plus set. Yeah, and they ate that shit up. Yeah, too. man. Well, and uh, when, when so we you, stopped getting that is when we started getting the Space Cowboys yeah. and uh, going was out with st- going with style Bucket and uh, we're old in Vegas. And- <laughs> 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 but up before then, grump, and it was all on the strength of and goodwill of grumpy old men. Yeah, yeah. Because none of them. There's one where they're on a cruise out to sea. Out to sea. Uh, but they they, came, they did an odd couple too. They, they did, did uh, grumpier old men. My fellow Americans. Did yeah. Gone fishing. No, that was Joe Pesci was, and Danny Glover. That's right. <laughs> it's the same thing. Yeah. Same exact thing. Hey, hey guys, it's Vegas, and hey. we're old. <laughs> yeah. Remember, remember all the fun you had in Lethal Weapon movies with Joe Pesci and Danny Glover? Yes. Now they're fishing. <laughs> and they're old as fuck. <laughs> and they're old as fuck. Uh, the Naked Gun, two and a half, The Smell of Fear. Wow. I didn't know. I don't. Okay. Is this the one, is this the one with the the martha's whatever the 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 the, the birthmark on the ass uh, that looks like no no that's the third one right because that's got anna nicole yeah Smith in because it. that's the one where there's the um the guy who eventually plays uh the fought the uh harry potter stepdad yes yeah. uh is the is the german f- uh scientist or whatever oh maybe that is two and a it, half it could then. be two and a half robert goulet is robert in the, is, in in the, is in two and a half that's the this the guy, the Harry Potter stepfather, gets <laughs> he's doing this presentation and he's reading from from what's like a like a dime store romance novel. Yeah, because everybody's like, bored. Yeah, and he's like he shoved his purple headed warrior into a shivering mass of love pudding. Yeah, <laughs> yes. Everybody's like asleep at this like conference, <laughs> and and then Drebin gives him this book. Um, but uh, yeah. 
<laughs> no, that's one of the funniest parts of that movie. Uh, Naked Gun Two and a Half is a is a sort of a is a a downward slide from what we had been getting, but it's still right there where it's still quality wise right there. Yep. And then Naked Gun Thirty Three and a Third is horrible. Yeah. And, uh, and like all these like try the temps that came out, uh, fatal instinct mm-hmm. and, uh, spy hard, Dracula, and wrongfully accused. All of those were awful. Uh, uh the ma, the Godfather one. Oh, uh, the Jane Austen's mafia. <laughs> no, yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, and, uh, you know, and, and some of them had, had, had people who had been a part of this team. Pat Proft, I think, wasn't a part of them. Jim Abrams, who had done hot shots, mm-hmm. uh, was in some of these. And then there's just some offshoots, like people who weren't involved with high it school all. high, high school high. I remember that. <laughs> you remember had a great trailer that it did. Uh, when somebody had a little, little tiny cars going through their hair hairstyle. <laughs> Yeah, um, yeah. Remember that SNL skit where Will Ferrell does ringtones as Robert Goulet? Yes. <laughs> dangle, dangle. Someone's calling you Goulet. <laughs> uh, this it, this is right up my alley, man. Inject this shit into my my veins. I watched this movie. It was just in the VHS like rotation. I watched it a ton. Mm-hmm. It's so fucking great. Dude from Harry Potter, Griffith is his last name. Griffiths. Uh, Richard Griffiths. Richard Griffiths, yeah. And yes, it's uh, Albert Meinheimer. Is he related to Rachel Griffiths? Ooh. I, Rachel Griffiths is Australian, I think. So I don't know. So that's the same thing. They, as oh, they, that's right. We forgot. <laughs> I forgot about that. We learned that last week. Uh, I don't think so uh but uh yeah i i remember like sort of liking this one as well this oh, yeah. is this one's this one's pretty funny it's not nearly the first one but it's it's still pretty good yep and uh i'm trying to remember if any because in pol- the the show police squad which they based naked gun on the first naked gun has a lot of those same jokes from police squad i don't know if two and a half does I feel like it has some of them. Maybe I never watched that. Uh, I really need to because you said there's only it's like six eight ep- episodes. Six, six episodes. Yeah, yeah. Um, but uh, yeah, this is funny as shit, though, man. And yes, you have to disregard that O.J. Simpson is in this. Yeah, but. I'm trying to remember what the actual the plot. Well, Goulet is obviously bad guy, but he has like a nuke or something that they have to disarm. Right. And of course, it, they go through that whole uh you know trying to disarm the bomb cut the right wire all yeah. that and it ends up they trips over a plug but uh yeah it's funny uh then we have the net <laughs> girl from the bus, uh, <laughs> girl from the bus. Mm, sandra bullock uh this is a sort of an early peek, I guess into something that you can really actually do these days which is to order everything from the internet Mm -hmm. and never go outside and all that that's the basic plot of this is that she her neighbors have never seen her before so it's easy to just take her identity and no one knows no one can verify that it's her yeah uh jeremy northam's in this too oh is he really we always have like a sneaky name that comes up way too much yeah (laughs) yeah yeah. well there's actually dennis miller has been in several of these uh movies too yeah yeah uh there's a 
a flash drive with this thing called Mozart's Ghost on it. <laughs> and uh, it's some sort of, I don't remember what the, it's a, it's a MacGuffin essentially. Yeah. Um, yeah. But, uh, but she's, she gets someone, I think someone takes it to her and she finds out what it is. And then, then it's on like the bad guy start mm-hmm. changing, like giving her police records and shit. And, uh, and she's running around trying to avoid bad guys and cause she still has the flash drive or whatever. So she did, probably a floppy disk back in yeah, probably. Uh She did Demolition Man in ninety four, right? ninety three, ninety three, mm-hmm. and then this, and then Speed was the Speed year was ninety four. Oh wow, okay. So it, it yeah. was Demolition Man, Speed, and then the Net. Yeah, yeah. So she was established. Of course, she wasn't like the lead on on those two uh before but like she's pretty established yeah, speed by speed was the movie that got sandra bullock into the to the bloodstream essentially mm-hmm. and that's the reason i mean the, the net would have never happened if it wasn't for speed <laughs> it probably shouldn't have happened yeah <laughs> i don't probably remember right. being very good yeah it's not no it's not no it's terrible <laughs> no not only because none of what she does in that movie was actually possible at the time <laughs> um again it's weird though how movies do this isn't mm-hmm. it because I remember this vividly when this movie came out. It was preposterous, mm-hmm. <laughs> preposterous <laughs> that someone could stay in and literally order everything they needed off the Internet. Yeah. Now, not only can I do that, I can get it all from one place. Yeah. I can get it all from Amazon if I need to. <laughs> oh, yeah. Um, but back then it was ludicrous. Yeah. At the beginning of the movie, I think she orders a pizza. She, she gets She gets like all sorts of just like equipment and shit and never has to leave house uh-uh. once. That's it's insane. Yeah, and now it's, it's totally yeah. You can, can totally do, do it. Back then, though, yeah, it was very preposterous, and, and now it is not. Yep. But that doesn't make the movie good. Nope. Uh, <laughs> then we have Night at the Museum, Battle of the Smithsonian. I'm trying to remember if I've seen this one. I've seen at least the first two. Is this the third one? This is the second one. This is the second mm-hmm. one. Okay, so I've seen this one then. Yeah. Um. Yeah, Night of the Museum, uh, you know, the the bullshit that's in the museum comes to life at night. Mm-hmm. I actually like the first one. Yeah, the first one's okay. I uh, mean, Ben Stiller had two trilogies of comedies that were totally average, and we all just look the other way. <laughs> Are you talking about Meet the Parents as yes. the other one? Yeah. Yeah. The first one's okay. Yeah. Yeah. The, the first, first one's, one's, first one's yeah, not even them. great, but it's okay. Right, right, right. Same with Night of the Museum. Yeah, yeah, First yeah. one's okay. This is, yeah, this is... It's not terrible, I think, because of the quality of the people that are involved. Like, everybody is a super talented comedian in this. Yeah. Um, but, yeah, it doesn't have, quote-unquote, the magic from the first movie. It's way too expansive. There's a lot of retread beats and all that stuff. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, I would I would avoid. But I the, do like that first one. Then there's a third one after that? Yeah, I know, The I know. Secret of the Tomb. Ooh. Yeah, Christopher Guest, Bill Hader's in this. Yeah, oh, yeah. Oh, a lot Wilson, of people. Robin, Robin Williams. Williams, yeah. Robin Williams. Plays yep. Teddy Roosevelt. Uh, but, uh, yeah, I, 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 yeah, the first, like you said, the first one's okay. Then mm-hmm. after that, you're just retreading everything. At yeah, that yeah, point. yeah. Uh, then we have Nixon, Anthony Hopkins in the Oliver Stone. Uh, this one is Anthony Hopkins is good. Yeah. yeah. I mean, I don't even think anybody's bad. I remember David Hyde Pierce being in this. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, and that was like my secondary layer of interest. Mm-hmm. Joan Allen plays, um, Mrs. It's Nixon. Mrs. Nixon. <laughs> <laughs> this movie's fucking long. Yeah. Oh, yeah, it is way too long. I actually like this movie. Like, well, like you said, Anthony Hopkins makes it watchable, mm-hmm. but it doesn't need to be 192 minutes. No. I mean, 
it has it has some good moments and i did oliver stone can't help himself back in the 90s he has to have some sort of uh conspiracy theory things yep. like there's a point where there's a bunch of protesters at the lincoln memorial and i know one of the protesters is joanna going who's another one who used to another actress that i thought might be a big big deal someday but joanna going is one of the uh protesters and and she goes why don't you change this and that and whatever and and nixon doesn't have an answer and she goes oh my god you don't have the power to do it do you? <laughs> you it's like it, it's they they've already gotten to you or something like that it's like a big conspiracy uh but the i do love that line where he he's going it's towards the end i think where he sees the jfk uh painting and he goes they look at you and they see who they want to be and they look at me and they see who they are yeah yeah now, i do love that one yep well it's a great line and i think that's that's probably true of nixon mm -hmm. we talked about frost nixon casually mm -hmm. recently I, I ended up watching that two days ago for the second time uh and langell is great in that mm -hmm. movie but he plays nixon that way as well like he mm -hmm. just the, the man never saw himself as the problem yeah yeah, yeah. <laughs> like even even at the end like because yeah. he's like he sees this interview as a chance to shut the record straight <laughs> yeah yeah and and not you know, anyway, it's, it's a great film, by the completely way. Completely pathological. I mean, the guy, like yeah. you said, you know, we were making comparisons to the the current uh, president, but uh, yeah, he's just he's he's a different type of cat. Like, who would do this? Who would uh, say these things and record these things? Who would be this vindictive and also have a likability enough to get elected twice? Mm -hmm. Twice, yeah, yeah, <laughs> it's crazy. Oh yeah. Uh, then we have the Omen. I'm assuming. That's the original and yes. the remake. I don't know if the remake was was set in Washington. I don't think. I think the remake was in California. Or oh yeah, the yeah. remake uh, uh, classically uh, decided to come out on June sixth, two thousand six. Yeah, there you go. <laughs> six six six. Yeah. Uh, that the, was my total at Starbucks the other day, and the, the gal, <laughs> no shit, said, "Well, we're all going to hell anyway." Yeah, nice. <laughs> I actually didn't remember that uh, Richard Donner. Yeah, Richard this. Donner, man. What a weird. This is uh, one of his. It might be his first big movie. Yeah. Every, before, everything before this. Uh, I remember uh, listening to the Malton podcast with him on it, and he was talking about his sort of his rise up and everything. And uh, he's talking about how he was doing some tv show and it might have been twilight zone or something i don't know it was some decently big tv show and betty davis towards the end of her career was in oh really in an episode that he directed i believe oh, wow and and someone wanted to kick him off of the set and betty davis said that's my director yeah. and uh kept him on awesome uh i hope that's i hope that story that i just relayed is true because that's interesting. i believe that's what i heard on that malton podcast he directed the uh, nightmare at twenty thousand feet original oh, oh really episode the william shatner yeah by the way twilight zone's gotten awful reviews it's, have you seen this? I, well okay so w when dicer's like tweet was don't let the first episode keep you from watching the second because the second one's actually pretty good mm. i was like okay maybe i'm out i'll wait and see what everybody says once they've seen the whole thing it's not getting raves but i also don't think it's fair because i don't think peel directed these no 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 I think no, he's, he's just kind of playing the Hitchcock role mm -hmm. of like sort of like overseeing the tone. Like he's a executive producer. Mm -hmm. 
So I've been a little frustrated at some of the headlines that seem to want to take glee in the fact that after the success of us, he stumbled. Yeah, yeah. what's up with that? Like, I, I think it was EW that had a scathing review of of the uh, Twilight Zone, so much so that you start reading in like an agenda yeah, to this, where yeah. it's like it's the way it is, isn't it? I mean, it's true. You know, the you know we we love propping people up and we love pr- uh, taking them down. Yeah, uh, I, it seems like Jordan Peele is. There should be impervious. But of to all that. the people, you feel like I root for that yeah, guy. Yeah, totally. not I hope he stumbles. Yeah, yeah. It's he's he's all, he's close to Tom Hanks in my view in mm. terms of not only how much I like him, but what a good guy in real life he seems to genuinely be. Yeah. Uh, everybody that's worked with him on these first two movies he's directed, they loves are him, glowing. Yeah. About uh, not like in a a false like praise kind of way, but just like he's he's Aaron Dicer. He's really that nice of a guy. Yeah. yeah. Anyway. Um, I, I do it's gonna be compared to Jordan Peele. He's he just like popped his buttons. Oh, yeah. <laughs> um, but uh, yeah, I don't, I don't know. I mean, it's obvious that I heard that he had directed some Twilight Zone episodes, but I don't think the Betty Davis was ever in a Twilight Zone. Maybe she was, mm-hmm. but it was some TV show, and that's sort of what got him. He did a lot of TV, but uh, the the uh, the Omen um, is still considered one of those all time horror classics. I've only seen it one time. Gregory Peck, yeah, is in it, and that uh, does have uh, a famous scene where the woman in the church or whatever is like, "Damien, yeah. I'm here for you," or "I'm doing this for you," and she kills herself yep. or whatever. Um, but uh, but uh, that's all I really kind of remember about the Omen. Oh, this is this is really good. This is more in like the Rosemary's Baby like psychological horror mm-hmm. than it is with there. There's a couple of gruesome death scenes. One where a guy falls over the uh, the landing on a two story house. Mm-hmm. Uh, but yeah, it's it's more like the creepiness of this kid and the implications of what he represents, the Antichrist. Um, that's uh, that's unsettling. I really like this movie. Mm-hmm. It's it. it's so weird because I always talk about Richard Donner being shouty and being a loud director. This is not a loud movie at all. Of course, this is pre before he's established. Right, too, right. So uh, then we have Olympus has fallen. We'll also just go ahead and talk about White House <laughs> Down while we're at it. Yeah, might as well. Uh, all right, same. Olympus has fallen has uh, Gerard Butler. Yes. Right? Okay, and the other one has. Aaron Eckhart? No. Has, are they both? Well, I don't know. It, <laughs> one of them does. <laughs> I was about to get to Channing Tatum is in the other <laughs> one right. because you were talking about Jared Butler and, and and we can get to the secondary characters in a minute. <laughs> um, but Aaron Eckhart is, uh, is definitely an Olympus has fallen. And he is the president, right? Yes. Morgan yes. Freeman is like the secretary of state. Or yes. Something. Yeah. Yes. But uh, and- <laughs> more importantly, does it matter? No. 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 <laughs> it does not. I mean, the exact same shit. Am I correct? Like, the exact same shit happens in both movies, it's right? The, well, well, no. No, not not exactly. Um, it, it, Olympus Has Fallen is, a, is an all-out siege, kidnap the president, right. uh, that type of thing. White House Down, I'm trying to remember. It's not that exact same thing, but it is still kind of exactly that same thing okay um let me let me let me jog Olympus my has fallen is an assault on the white house right white house down is an assault on the white house okay <laughs> mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Uh, um one of them one or both of them are like an actual it, r rating right? i believe 
Yeah, um, the uh, Olympus Has Fallen is because okay. that's that that movie's fucking bloody. Man. <laughs> They're like the, at the very beginning. There's people getting mowed down, yeah, like no you know, like Saving Private Ryan. <laughs> uh, but White House Down is more of a coup attempt from a, uh, I think James Woods. Ah, and like uh, and and I believe um, yeah, and and this is why this is why it's always going to be confusing because I did that. <laughs> mashup video and angela bassett's in another one uh-huh. i believe angela bassett's in olympus has fallen because i think jared butler's trying to uh appeal to her to get um i'm trying to remember what the job I've is seen them both but like the reason why i the reason why i confuse them is that i've mashed them up in my mind <laughs> and i did that contact thing that, that went in there oh yep. that's funny and and uh and had them talking to each other yes um, uh, she's in olympus's fall yeah 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 like if you give me enough time i can i can i can i can knock it out but jamie fox is in white house down and yeah, it, uh, Channing Tatum is, is the guy who wants a secret service job. Ah. And they don't want to give it to him. He's like the DiCaprio and the departed or something, you mm-hmm. know, where they're just like, no, you're not, not meant for this. But then the shit goes down and he shows how good he is. And, uh, Jamie Foxx is the president. Right. Of right. White, right. House, White House down. That didn't um, get a sequel, right? No. Mm-hmm. Just, just Olympus or Olympus has fallen, London. became London, London has yeah. fallen. Yeah. Um, if I, I I don't know this, but I bet you anything they're working on a third one. <laughs> like Dubai has fallen. Yep, or yeah, yeah. Well, that <laughs> lo- that London has fallen didn't do anything. Oh, really? Yeah, I, and I think they there would be an interesting thing to talk about why that one didn't do well. There's there's a lot of these sequels that are curious why they didn't do well, and London has fallen could have it could be just that people weren't weren't uh, relating it to Olympus has fallen. Hmm. Uh, even though Gerard Butler's in it, it still has the has fallen in it. But yeah. uh, I think I think it I think sometimes movies, certain movies are so singular, they don't need sequels. And Olympus has fallen is one of those. Uh, you can't make a sequel that people are like, oh, well, this will be completely different. Yeah. Um, yeah. It's kind of like uh, Deadpool, Deadpool 2. Yeah. You know, the, the, we've, Deadpool's so singular that there's really hardly anything you can do in the, sec- in the second one. Mm-hmm. We've talked about it. It's kind of fun. But um, yeah, uh, <laughs> Olympus Has Fallen is, 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 uh, is Die Hard. Yeah. It's, a, it's basically Die Hard. And it does it pretty well. Uh, I, I remember, I th- I'm almost positive that, that's the one that I really like. Uh, the Olympus is falling. Oh yeah, White Even House Down is trash. It really is bad, right? Yeah, yeah. yeah. But it says something. But Olympus has fallen is Gerard Butler's least insane movie. That's true. Mm-hmm. That says something because <laughs> mm-hmm. it's a pretty insane movie. It, it yeah. is. Uh, then we have uh, Outbreak. Yeah. <laughs> uh, based on is this based? No, this wasn't based on. There was a a, a book called The Hot Zone because I think they were trying to make another virus outbreak movie that same year and decided not to and i don't know if it's because outbreak didn't do anything i think it did a decent amount um this one's like ebola isn't it yeah it's it's like a super deadly virus that's been cultivated and it gets out oh it's not literally ebola uh no well motaba so you have uh was oh. it dustin hoffman morgan freeman kevin spacey's in this renee russo yeah and the monkey from friends yes <laughs> wolfgang peterson directed this one too. yeah yeah i like this movie a lot yeah oh. I've, I've, the last time i saw it was when it came out i don't want to have anything to do with i've seen it mm-hmm. 
Does this freak you out? This, this is this subject as matter? scary as sinkholes. Yes. Uh, did you see Contagion? No. <laughs> and I don't want to. Pandemic Contagion movies, is even worse. Than I, I don't like horror movies, but I I know ghosts aren't real. <laughs> Pandemics could be real. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Scary <laughs> shit. This one, this one's pretty scary. I think Contagion is even scarier to me. Uh, but this, this is, this is my type of thing. I love movies like this. I had a realization the other day, my wife and I were going for a walk. I think I had depressed her because I was talking about global warming and how they keep saying, and we've only got so many years left to act or we're screwed. And I was like, we're pretty much not going to act in time. However, we end up not acting. That's what's going to be the result is we don't act in time. So probably a generation, two or three generations down the line from me. Is going to be faced with catastrophic global warming. Mm-hmm. But they're not just going to sit around and wait. They're right. not going to sit around and wait for whatever the global warming impact is, whether it's ice caps melting and causing flooding or temperatures rising and food sources dwindling. They're going to fucking panic. Yeah. They're going to panic, riot, loot, kill, murder. Like, it's whatever destroys humanity Humanity might destroy humanity first before that thing has a chance to finish its job. That's an interesting point. Yeah, mm-hmm. I bet you did mm-hmm. depress the fuck out. <laughs> I'm <Yeah>. just saying, <laughs> how if you were a part of that generation and you knew you were going to be killed by the Earth yeah. <laughs> and not, like, any normal death, mm-hmm. yeah, you wouldn't live a normal life just waiting for it to happen? You wouldn't go to the office and crunch numbers? Yeah, probably not. You wouldn't go to the store and trade money for goods? You'd just take. <laughs> you, uh, you watch Newsroom, right? Uh, yes. There was that one episode where the guy who played Toby on The Office came on for a guest appearance, uh, and Jeff Daniels interviews him, and he's and this guy is a global warming guy, and he's taught and and Jeff Daniels says, so if we start doing this and that now, we can probably uh, we can probably uh, stave off global warming. And Toby, the the guy who plays Toby, is like, oh, that would be awesome, but we're just we're way too late for that. <laughs> <laughs> And he's just like, every answer is, is like, he's like, oh, well, that would be wonderful. But <laughs> we're, we're, yeah, we just can't do that. Uh, but, uh, yeah, outbreak. Um, I don't, I don't remember. I, the only thing I really remember about this movie, uh, is that I was working at my first theater at the time and there was a week where it made zero dollars every day. Wow um wow. and it's not like there's something unusual about this movie that that would have made that the case i mean it made i think like 60 70 million dollars in the u.s and it probably made uh double that worldwide somewhere but um but like i just remember because were you ever in an era where uh a company would call your theater and to ask you the grosses yeah, yeah. uh so like i went through on a thursday just before we got rid of outbreak and told them that it was zero and they always say no one showed up and i was like yes no one showed up and they they said by the way you're showing zero for this movie for the entire week is that accurate and i I looked at the (laughs) list and sure enough zero zero you know it may have made something i don't know actually i don't try to to remember if it made even even anything on the weekend even i don't think it did Hmm. but uh that was insane uh the pelican brief yeah Ooh. this is grisham land mm-hmm. julia roberts denzel washington mm-hmm. i don't remember anything else it's a brief about pelicans oh yeah that there's that this is an interesting i was uh reminding myself about this movie because i saw it when it came out really enjoyed it of course i was comparing it to the firm mm-hmm. because this was the one that came out after that 
And uh, two Supreme Court justices are killed under suspicious circumstances. Mm -hmm. And this uh, Julia Roberts character writes a brief about it. Who I think she's in law school. Writes a brief about it, what she thinks is going on, and inadvertently knows exactly what's going on. Mm -hmm. And so Denzel is like this news reporter, and he's trying to get the story out, but being chased by nefarious people. Mm -hmm. Also Uh, known for this movie for having one of the best facial expression reactions to an explosion ever oh, that's julia julia roberts really i just remember it being in the trailer because she has this, <laughs> this, this like this like double take of shockedness i'm gonna look up a video of that and send it to you i already forgot what the other video i was gonna look up was <laughs> okay so you. the firm was Sidney pollock i want to think i think this is alan j pakula who did this you got okay call. yeah uh, and then after that, it was Joel Schumacher did Time to Kill, mm-hmm. and suddenly he was Grisham's golden boy. Yep. Uh, but uh, yeah, I don't. I, I remember getting a speeding ticket on the night that I went to watch this. Nice. I don't remember anything Eve. about this movie except that. Yeah, it's it's double. pretty good. What I what I enjoyed about it was that uh, I don't think they forced any romantic tension between Denzel and Ooh. Julia Roberts. I don't think they. And of course, it's based on the book, but. I don't think they manufactured that, even though it's two of the most attractive people in the world at the time. Um, so, yeah, it was uh, very cool. Is Scott Glenn in this? John Hurd is. <laughs> wow. <laughs> now he's competing with Jeremy Northam for <laughs> yes. this week's friend of the show. Uh, no, he's right. not. I don't know why. Sam Shepard. Sam Shepard. That's who I get Sam Shepard and Scott Glenn. Mixed yeah. Up. They're and both William in, Atherton. Both in right stuff. And they both play characters that are not the right name. Corresponding. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> No, actually, it was. I forgot. It was Schumacher did the client, and then he, then it was, uh, then he did Time to Kill. Oh, the client came out before Time to Kill. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. Right. In fact, the client may may have even come out before Pelican Brief did. I'm trying to remember if that happened. Because Pelican Brief came out late. No, no, Pelican Brief came out late '93. Mm-hmm. So, and then and then Client came out in '94. Yeah. Uh, then we have Plan Nine from Outer Space. Yeah. Barrett and I saw this uh, <laughs> as a part of uh, the riff tracks. Oh my god, it was hilarious! That was a great uh, experience. Have you had you ever seen the movie before? Never then? had seen it before. Have you seen this? No, I just love that Seinfeld when they're trying to go to it and they can't. They have to keep rescheduling. Jerry's like pleading with Elaine. It's like this isn't plans one through nine, <laughs> one through eight. This is plan nine. This is the one that worked. <laughs> uh, this is, uh, of course, the subject of Ed Wood. Mm-hmm. Who is plan nine. Uh, uh, but uh, yeah, Plan Nine from Outer Space is definitely uniquely bad. It is. It is. It's uh, it's the room level bad. Yeah, back um, in the fifties or whatever. Back in the fifties. Uh, it's cool watching this movie now, knowing what we know from Ed Wood, mm-hmm. the the movie itself. I don't know how historically accurate that movie was, mm-hmm. but just seeing like his glee and his enthusiasm and his schutzbah. That uh, then when you watch this, it's a little easier to take how terrible mm-hmm. it is because yeah. you know the motivation behind it was pure. Ooh. Yeah. Oh yeah. Uh, it, it it there again. You have to have enthusiasm, but no talent whatsoever yep. to make a movie like this. Yep. And and to and Bella Lugosi, who had died, uh, you know, in the middle of filming, and then they get this guy's dentist to do <laughs> to to put a cover, and it's like, and there's not even, I mean, even even when even though his face is covered up, I mean, you know, that's not <laughs> Bella Lugosi. Yeah. I mean, there's it's it's one of those things that 
you know somebody who wants to make a movie that bad mm-hmm. would own would would say ah oh, nobody's going to care about that yep that's that's what's crazy. same with tommy wazoo yeah and the uh the the guy the there's that they the riff tracks guy has made a big deal and this is and and rightfully so of the guy pulling out his gun and pointing it at everybody <laughs> just, and just kind of like talking to people with his gun out <laughs> and, and uh and uh apparently that guy did that on purpose because he asked he asked for direction as to what to do and he was just like all right fuck it oh my god <laughs> oh my god um then we have the uh, Tim Burton Planet of the Apes, which is his Plan Nine from Outer Space. I think. Oh boy, <laughs> man, there ain't nothing redeemable about this movie. I no. object. Uh oh, Estella Warren. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> like for real? <laughs> I think she's pretty. I do too. But <laughs> yeah. I, but when he said that as a joke, he answered seriously. <laughs> that's because that's what I was gonna say. Yeah. Is that she's the exception? Okay. She's no, I agree. I agree. Everything else is, t- is trash. Oh, she was supposed God. to be a thing there for a while. She really was. Was she in Rollerball? She uh, was in one of those movies at the bit like. Where I she, think she's like in Get Carter or something. I can't remember what it was. I'm gonna have to look up Estella Warren because she was she used to be a thing. It's like the worst thing you could have to do. It sucks to look up Estella Warren. Then oh, you're gonna I know. end up seeing pictures. And- I hate it. <laughs> I think beauty and talent are going in opposite directions. <laughs> she was she one of those that was a model first. Yeah. 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 Cause I don't think her acting was very good in this movie. No, <laughs> she was in Driven. Which is another Stallone movie. Yeah. <laughs> yep. That's what that's that's what I was thinking of was driven. Uh, uh, <laughs> I forgot all about that movie. Yeah. Formula One movie was Stallone. Yeah. You know, and it's just evaporated from I, my mind. I actually went back and tried to watch this again and what made it through the whole thing. And I it, it, it's shocking how abysmal this movie is. Mm. It's I don't know. Well, Everything about it just is, rubs me the wrong way. And this is a this is a case again of Tim Burton saying getting a job and saying I'm not a fan of the original material mm-hmm. or the original movie in this case. He tries to make this ending exactly like the book's ending, mm. which is what happens in the book. It's it's he goes back. Well, he, it's exactly what they're trying to do in this movie, but the way it's presented is like fuck you yeah um but uh he again he's like i don't like the original like every movie that tim burton has done based off of some original material he's like i wasn't a big fan of that but now i'm the director of the remake (laughs) so it was like batman it was dark shadows it was this movie um what else was that he not a big fan of uh there's there's several of those movies in his filmography where he's like oh uh charlie and the chocolate factory he didn't oh yeah (laughs) he didn't like the original that either uh so yeah he must be the perfect guy to direct these apparently dumbo is not doing very well either uh 50 million opening well no financially just critically it's not yeah 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 yeah. Yeah. uh but uh yeah this is man such a a joyless and mark Wahlberg. he can't act i don't understand these performances that we get the happening and this like he can't act we've seen him act he did boogie nights before this he did fear before this departed yeah, he, yeah, the well, departed. The departed one before this, but he. But we've yeah. seen him. God damn it! Yeah, it's it's just it's you're right. This joyless, is, this completely is, joyless. Yeah, this is a list of there's a long list of 2001 movies that tr- or movies in this era that try to be. They 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 all have the same track. The the driven that I'm talking about yeah. has that same sort of. It seems exciting, but it's boring as fuck, or yeah. it's bad as fuck, or whatever. It's not. It, I don't know what it is about this era. Yeah. 
There's stanky. After after a year like 1999, yeah. at 2000 and 2001, just decides to vomit that shit up. <laughs> mm-hmm. By the way, I tweeted about this, uh, I think yesterday, but like the hot takes of 1999 mm-hmm. are starting to wear on me because mm-hmm. we've already been through like we were only three months into the year and it's all like, there boy, is... 1999 was 20 years ago. You yeah, remember that? There were some really good movies. Yeah, yeah. There's a book coming out that I'm definitely going to get when it comes out in a couple weeks. I think it's called Best Year Ever. Hmm. And uh, I saw, I read an excerpt about Fight Club, and I'm definitely going to read that whole book. Interesting. Yeah. Interesting. Uh, yeah. Is it about 99? or yeah, is it about, about 99. They just got an excerpt from the Fight Club section. Oh, I see. And talking about how that movie was made and who was up for the roles and how they uh what the what the process was of making that movie and how they got fincher involved i wonder if i i read an article three days ago that seemed like a mini oral history Mm -hmm. of fight club they had fincher interviews and Mm -hmm. he even talked about he he went to the studio and told them they could make it two ways big budget with major stars or shoot it on vhs Mm -hmm. like literal vhs Mm. i want to see that we're never going to see it (laughs) but that is creatively a very interesting i love fight club i'm not upset with how it turned out mm-hmm. but um but yeah and apparently he had some headbutts with uh edward norton that's uh that's the article that i read but, okay um i'm not i don't remember the headbutts with edward norton part not head but, literal but just <laughs> no that they, i no, i know but I, I don't remember that part of the article oh he said that norton and he both saw it as a comedy but when they got to set he found out that norton saw it as a more broad comedy mm-hmm. whereas fincher saw it as a more subversive comedy okay and there were freaking frequent arguments on set about now, i could have completely mm. read over that part but the, whatever it is there's a book coming out that's going to cover all of 1999 which is a great year to do this on uh and i read the fight club one and and the thing the, the fincher thing that's uh, that's awesome to me that how fox ends up getting fincher after he disowned alien three and had such a bar- horrible time on that movie, and and they didn't think they were going to get. Fincher was hot shit at that point when Fight Club comes around, and he's like, I, I don't know if I can do that with fight with Fox, and but Fox had new management. So. Mm, interesting. Um, I would yeah. read the fuck out of that book. Yeah, I'll have to give you guys the article that was passed along to me. Uh, then we have the Post, uh, Steven Spielberg's hmm. um, movie about the uh, the. Panama Papers. Panama Papers. <laughs> Pentagon Papers. Pentagon Papers. Panama Papers. <laughs> Pentagon Panama. I was, I was like, something something Vietnam. Something. Uh, Have you guys watched this like a second time? No. No, just the once. I wonder if it if it gets better on repeat. I hope um, it does. I hope so, too. I, I just kind of thought it was okay. Yeah. I, a spotlight is much more ripping for me and yeah. moving, and not in terms of moving emotionally, but momentum. Mm-hmm. Uh, the post was a little slow for me. Uh, I thought the performances were good. Yeah. It was just cookie cutter yeah. Spielberg stuff, right? Yeah. Oh. It just, and there's, there's parts though. I mean, it just doesn't feel like a Spielberg movie mm-hmm. at all. Uh, Tom Hanks plays Ben Bradley in this, whereas Jason Robards plays Ben Bradley in all the president's men. Uh, so it's an interesting sort of, uh, I guess almost serves as a prequel to all the president's men because this is the story before the story. Mm-hmm. And, uh, so it's interesting in that case, but all the, you, uh, that's the problem with this movie is that i just keep thinking all the president's men is a better movie all mm-hmm. the president's men is a way better movie yep. mm-hmm. it's got it's got 
it's got more compelling subject matter as well although this should have more compelling Absolutely. subject matter uh because uh this is the whole reason why we went to vietnam yeah exactly and you've got you know the 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 element of being the uh, meryl street being the first female editor of the, mm-hmm. the 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 post and you've got yeah you've got all this background you've got all these wonderful performers and like is it just she gets the editor mired. or is she the owner? She's the owner. Yeah, she's yeah. the owner. Okay, because Hanks is the editor. He's the editor. Okay, okay. I thought I just wanted to yeah, clarify that. Yeah, Ben Bradley is the editor. Mm. Um, that they do, uh, they do make mention of her in all the presidents' men because there's that part where they're saying they get the you get the titty caught and the blah 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 whatever, and he goes, "Well, cut the cut the word titty out and then send it to the press or whatever," and and they go, "Why?" And he goes, "Because we're a family newspaper." <laughs> <laughs> Uh, but they, but they said, uh, but there's in the middle of that scene, they said something about, uh, her, the, whoever, the Meryl Streep's character in, in, uh, I can't remember her name. Catherine Graham. Catherine Graham. And, and, and whoever is yelling at Woodward or Bernstein or whatever mm-hmm. says something about her. And, uh. and, and Jason Robards is like, I really said that about Mrs. Graham. <laughs> uh, but yeah, um, yeah, it feels like it should be way more. It needs to be. It needs to have a a director who go who's who's been in this territory before. Yeah, uh, this movie is is maybe too small for Spielberg. Is that possible? No, you're absolutely right. Uh, who's the guy that did Spotlight and was right? Did the Wire? Tom stuff? McCarthy. Tom McCarthy. He would have been perfect for this. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I'm not trying to pigeonhole him into yeah, like, a, publishing stuff, but you he get would... somebody like him or the other guy in the Wire, Clark something, uh, who played the editor in that one season of the Wire that was the newspaper one, or even. <sighs> Even Ron Howard. Did you ever see the paper? Yeah, the paper was good. That's a pretty good newsroom flick. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, Clark Johnson is, who, is that who you talking? I about? think it is Clark Johnson. Either one of those two guys would have been would have been perfect for this. And I feel like it needs more of a conspiratorial tone, mm-hmm. uh, sort of a, an investigative tone. This is Spielberg kind of being like, this is one of these moments in history yeah. that we need to talk about, <laughs> and we have Tom Hanks and we have <laughs> and we have Meryl Streep together, you know. And it just it's too much. It's too much. Too big. Yep, I agree. Then we have Private Parts. I love Private Parts. Yeah. This is a really, really good movie, isn't it? Yeah. By the way, get that sound clip of me saying I love Private Parts. <laughs> uh, Howard Stern. Uh, yeah, it's mainly New York, but yeah, it yeah. starts off, his career starts off in Washington. And that's where he he gets the name recognition enough to become a drive time DJ in New York. Uh, based on his autobiography mm-hmm. uh, but this movie is just I, I i haven't seen it in a long time but this is paul giamatti's breakout performance mm-hmm. yeah, yeah, yeah. and uh and i still i still to this day will just casually refer to people you goddamn motherfuckers <laughs> um but but yeah paul giamatti plays the nbc uh like exec or head of the radio mm-hmm. who uh who uh, can't take Howard Stern's antics and everything. And again, I don't never have understood this. You know who you're getting yep. before you even get like, I guess you, I, I guess the point of the movies, they felt like they could ring him in somehow. And like, you know, that stuff you did in Washington was all good and everything, but here in New York, you're yep. going to, you're going to, you're going to shape up. And that's the whole sort of conflict of that movie is that he keeps going over the line 
in a way that you shouldn't be able to get in trouble for, but he was getting in trouble for for a while. Yep. You know what's weird is that uh, he definitely had a last laugh, by the way, uh, but like millions and millions of people still listen to his show every day. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I don't think I know any of them. Oh, really? I don't think I... Do I? Do you listen every day? I used to. Back when I had like the the portable uh, serious thing like on my car, I had a pretty long commute, so I would listen to him quite a bit. But I, I haven't done it in years. I don't even know if he's doing daily anymore. And my point anymore, is not... He, I think he does. My point is not to put him down or to put down his audience. My point is that we live in this era with so much content and so many people that something can be massively popular and still not really ever hit the mainstream radar. Yeah, right. you're right. Yeah. And, and it's, it's his fans are fervent, too. Yeah, they still yell at golf tournaments, whatever the fuck that. Baba Booey. Baba Booey. Yeah, yeah. But like like Jimmy Kimmel is like is starstruck anytime he's around Howard Stern. Mm. David Letterman was always a big fan. Like he's got he's just got this the sect of people that, you know, look at him like a deity. Mm hmm. Yeah uh and it's but, funny it's a funny yeah show. i i don't listen to howard stern a lot but the the stuff that you guys are speculating on yes he has a show every day okay of, i think monday through friday mm-hmm. and then they have the repeats of it all throughout the day and uh the thing about howard stern and i don't know how he's got this ability some people just have have this kind of talent uh he gets he gets people at ease and they talk about things they normally wouldn't exactly exactly and that's where he gets a lot of his draw mm-hmm. uh for me the draw was never like porn stars and all this other extracurricular that he always and he used to have a show on e too that right. they heavily edited down <laughs> yeah. um and i used to watch that all the time but like when he when he when people come in for interviews he would just kind of like I don't know what it is. I can't, I don't even know how to, you know, condense it, but he's a spectacular he fi- interviewer. He's absolutely phenomenal. It finds a, a way to get people to say the shit you would never get him to say. Which is insane considering you walk into that studio knowing that millions of people are listening, but he'll break it down to where I guess it'll feel like you're the only two people in the room. Mm-hmm. And yeah, you're right. I mean, the stuff that he got from, for better or for worse, from Trump. Uh, about his daughter he said he had a recent interview with uh with billy corgan of the smashing pumpkins where he admitted to stuff that he's never admitted mm-hmm. to yeah so yeah you're right that that's that's probably my favorite part you know they've got like their own like language and dialogue and stuff like that but that's definitely my favorite part that's the that's the, the the kind of the stupid thing about private parts is showing all the different times where he have like a porn star on or whatever and it's like yeah, you're getting to show the things that actually happened in studio, but it's still radio. Mm-hmm. So a lot of these things that you're c- declaring this big thing is still audio, mm-hmm. you know, so yep. whatever. But that said, this is how you do a biopic. Yes, it is. Uh, you don't really think of it as one. <laughs> what you're saying is cast the real person as the lead. <laughs> well, it, I, I, you may have to have a more interesting life uh, or or have a whole bunch of funny things and interesting things happen to you. Uh, you know, when you watch uh, something like The Dirt, mm-hmm. like I think we all pretty much knew this is exactly how Motley Crue was. There's yep. no revelations going on in that. And they try to they try their damnedest in that movie. They sure do. To try to show like, boy, were they fucking. <laughs> but yeah, well, boy, were they taking drugs, you know, yeah, yeah, yeah. and it, and it, you know, you, it's too much. You, you, our bar is already all the way up yep. on this with Howard Stern. 
I don't know. I think it's more interesting to see how somebody rose to his level the way he did it because they showed his bad, his early bad shows Mm -hmm. in there. And it's hilarious how they show that. Uh, There's just something about the movie that I really dig. Yep. And uh, again, Paul Giamatti. That's right. Fucking great. That's right. Pig vomit. Then we have the purge election year. Hmm. Uh, I've, I personally think all the purges have started to uh, started to go downhill from the first one and the first one is not great Mm -hmm. but uh but people love the purge election year i really like it and i I, and i'm okay with it it's mm -hmm. like the next one after this the first purge oh my god so bad uh this one though definitely has some some good uh how many are there there's four and then a show that's running now yes Mm -hmm. yikes See, that's a universe I didn't realize it was that big. Yeah, I mean, that's over purging. Like, you know, <laughs> yeah, there's, there's just. Right? It's, it, we get the conceit, right? And mm-hmm. it worked well. I think you can, you can frame this in two different ways. Like, it worked well as like a, like a, a house invasion or a home invasion mm-hmm. thriller, which was the first one. Yep. And then a more global societal impact, which is this one. Mm-hmm. And the and second one, I don't really care that much about. I, 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 I think that the election year thing is, is good because it does sort of, it, it may parallel what was going on during this elect, that, that particular election year. Mm-hmm. But, uh, but like, I would like to, I, and I thought that was fine. I, totally fine. I don't like it as much as the first one, but I've, I'd like, and I'm sure they'll, they've either done this on the show or they're going to make a movie like this, but I would like to see something where it's out in the country. Mm-hmm. Uh, because I feel like the stuff that they're actually talking about in these movies would serve, be better served if it was set in the South or something like that. Yep. Or just, I mean, I would have, if I would go back in time and I had control of the franchise, it would all be the same purge. Mm-hmm. We would just see a different location. Oh, group yeah. Of people. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, so the first one would be the Ethan Hawke one. Was it Ethan Hawke? Yeah. Mm-hmm. And then the second one would go to the deep south. And then the third one could be some like Mormon cult in the mountains. Or, mm, yeah. I don't know, just keep go- showing us how different the purge looks in different places with different makeup of yeah. people. And never mind. No, I no, no. I oh. like that idea a lot um, it, because then you don't have to. You don't have to progress that story in any in any way. You don't have to come to some sort of natural end. Uh, election year with Elizabeth Mitchell is playing. Yes. The, uh, I love Elizabeth. She's Mitchell. pretty. Yeah, uh, she's playing the sort of the anti purge candidate in this, and of course she gets caught up in the whole thing, gets kidnapped and all mm-hmm. that. But uh, I do like that sort of that message that there's there are people out there that want to fight and try to get this. Yeah, you know to get this done with unlike well see i don't know i have the same uh issue i have with hunger games here just, oh yeah you know I, if you it's, just want it, the purge if you're, to be in a, the purge. if you're in a world of the purge you might as well just you know life sucks there's a purge every, every yeah i think they have equal doses of both of the you know really reveling in the masks and the uh, the craziness and the mm-hmm. kills mm-hmm. and then also trying to have this there is a resistance type of thing yeah so, and i think they they kind of overdo it well I think they overdo it on the second one, but I think they reach a nice balance. They do have a good, they have like a, a message sort of in that third one and everything. So it makes it way, it's way more palatable in the second mm-hmm. one. So maybe I'm wrong about it being steadily declining. I think this one is better than the second yeah, one. Yeah, yeah, I think so. Uh, and then uh, we might as well go ahead and talk about Quiz Show and round it off. Ooh. Um, 
quiz show is uh is fantastic it's in that 1994 year that so many good movies came mm-hmm. out uh robert redford directed this mm-hmm. john Turturro, ray fines um and rob morrow in a terrible boston accent uh but david pamer finally not getting shit on yeah exactly yeah <laughs> hank azaria is his his buddy their one-two punch is phenomenal mm-hmm. the, the way they play off of each other and we get a couple different scenes we get a couple scenes with them and, and herbert and a couple scenes with them and ray fines and you can tell that this is an act that is well oiled like mm-hmm. they have they have run this game many many times before and uh it just feels like how it probably was back then yeah uh i guess the dc is for what the senate hearings the senate hearings yeah because uh, um, otherwise it's new york mostly right yes it is new york because john Turturro, who is the champion of the sh- the show 21 at the beginning uh actually just walks from his from the studio to his neighborhood in queens yeah uh and everybody's like hey herb how's it going <laughs> and uh so herb stemple is the main is the champion and then they find charles van doren who was an actor the, the van doren family was an actual like everybody knew these these people they are wealthy socialites um and uh charles van doren ray fines comes in and he's he just thinks it's gonna be kind of fun to play in a quiz show he's got a lot of knowledge he's a professor uh and he doesn't think there's anything wrong with the show, but then they uh, they put him through the through this trial and uh, this sort of these uh, test questions, and they said, "All right, you're going to be up against uh, Herb Stemple." And and uh, then they ask him just before that, "What if I? What if we gave you the answers beforehand?" And mm-hmm. then he's like, "Oh no, I, 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 that'd be kind of dishonest. I don't I don't think I could do that." And he's like. Was that part of the test? <laughs> yes, you <Yeah>. passed. You <laughs> passed. And uh and so then he gets on the show against Herb Stemple, and Herb has been told to take a dive on the uh Marty question. Mm-hmm. Uh and uh they give uh, Van Doren to, without his knowledge a question he definitely answered in the test questions yeah. as his winning thing. And then it it's an interesting look, right? Uh once you've won and you've got this money and adoration and everything, do you say, no, no, I don't deserve this. They gave me a question or do you just keep doing it? It's especially a guy like him who's already got the money and he can already get women and he can, uh, it's, that's a fascinating aspect Mm -hmm. of a character to think about. Like maybe the, maybe the one thing he's always had is the shadow of his father. Yeah. And yeah. as they explore that in the movie, they do. And even, um, I think, uh, celebrity. Yeah. Uh, because even though his family is known and his name is known, he's not a celebrity. Mm. People aren't until he starts winning and they have that moment where he pulls up to school in the car and the kids aren't out of class yet. So he waits and pretends yeah. to tie his shoe. <laughs> yeah. And then they get out of class and he gets out of the car because he wants that attention. He's come to crave yeah. it. And it doesn't take that much time. And I think. That's why this movie is relevant today, because you see with this boom of reality shows where people are celebrities for merely being a drunken asshole on television every week. Uh, I don't know. I just I think this movie still has a lot to say Mm -hmm. um, and is relevant beyond just that that quiz show scandal. By the way, as an aside, if you want to ever get unnecessarily inexplicably angry uh watch a trailer for mtv siesta key 
Oh, I've actually seen episodes of that You've show. You've seen that show? Yes. <laughs> I think I've seen parts of that show. But uh, when I watch epic, awesome videos, they always play commercials of it. And I'm just like, I want everyone in this show to die. Well, here's the deal. You know what this is, too. This is This is how this world works, by the way. One of the girls on that show... Her dad created that show. Oh, okay. And her dad funds that show oh. and went to MTV and said, listen, my daughter is hot. Mm. She has dozens of hot friends. Mm -hmm. They're all fucking and drinking. <laughs> yeah. What if we film that? Yeah. And I get rich. And MTV was like, we love that. <laughs> we love everything about that. Fucking like, drinking. Like, cause, okay. See, and I, I'm on record for loving some of this shit. I love me the real world. I'm yeah. going to put it down even while I eat it up. So, you know, take what I say with a grain of salt. But the show I was talking about last week with the, the sparkling on the, on the lady parts, <laughs> this show is called Vanderpump Rules. Have you ever seen this yeah, show? Yeah. Yeah. This is on its sixth or seventh season. Mm -hmm. And these people are waiters and bartenders at one specific restaurant <laughs> yeah. owned by one of the characters characters from, from the housewife yeah, show. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> so she got famous from the housewife show, mm -hmm. started a spinoff about the people who work at her restaurant. Yep. But the way these people talk in the real world, not on the show, on the mm -hmm. show, they talk like regular people. They don't drink and fight all the time. Uh, but in the real world, they talk like they think they're hot shit. They're. Leonardo DiCaprio mm -hmm. <laughs> like their fame was earned yeah in any other way you know what I'm saying yeah yeah absolutely anyway we've gotten way off we track. have <laughs> but I I still want to continue talking about it um <laughs> let's do it <laughs> no there's a it, the, all the stuff that's in that trailer for the Siesta Key thing is all out of context they could everybody who's acting in that sh everybody who's saying whatever they're saying in that show might be totally justified in saying it. But out of context, in the middle of the trailer, pisses me off. The hey, If you thought you were going down to Siesta Key, man, and, and it's going to be all butterflies and rainbows, then I'm going to have a, uh, you know, I'm going to have, I'm going to have another have news for you. And, uh, and there, there's a point where the girl, there's this girl yelling at her boyfriend, you think you did nothing wrong? And then there's a, <laughs> and then there's a, there's a guy in the middle of a, like a crowded, like a party or whatever saying, shut the fuck up. <laughs> this is, by the way, is exactly what that uh oc reality show was on mtv oh, back the in the laguna day. beach laguna and all beach that. and then the hills the exactly hills, yeah. exactly the same thing yeah one of those girls dads was rich and mm. paid to produce the show <laughs> um and that's what's happening here only it's in florida mm -hmm. and it's kind of it's kind of ever i've seen two episodes of siesta key mm -hmm. not by explicit choice mm -hmm. <laughs> but both episodes were literally identical they all come together at someone's house everyone lives in a mansion everyone has a pool and everyone's there's always like oh my god did you hear about this he kissed this one and she doesn't know and she's dead. again they're yeah. together but ah. they're not together and then and stuff and it's basically <laughs> high school man yeah. jesus christ and you know what if it gets ratings then more power to you you came up with something people want to watch yep. people say worse shit about cinema sins videos it's true <laughs> very true uh so uh quiz show <laughs> uh, uh, good movie it's a great movie uh, and right. i know that we have probably uh highly recommended quiz show in the past uh definitely uh recommending it again here was it in our best of uh because 94 was a stacked year i know we had shawshank we had pulp fiction I think shawshank won 
Yeah, and uh, and and I don't think Quiz Show was ever a part of the seating, was yeah, I think, it? Uh, no. But it is one of the very best movies of mm-hmm. 1994, mm-hmm. and I would highly, highly recommend that. Mm-hmm. We are done with all the way through the Qs on Washington, D.C., so we'll start with the S's on the next one. That's right. Uh, so we will finish out D.C. on the next time we, uh, we do this. Yeah. But, uh, that'll do it for this week. Keep going to Syncast uh, presented by CinemaSins on Facebook. Uh, we have a SoundCloud. We have CinemaSense Twitter. We have Patreon. We have uh, Discord, mm-hmm. Reddit. There's a lot. We're of, everywhere. There's a lot of places to come and and talk about this very episode. Mm-hmm. Uh, but that'll do it for this week. It's Chris Atkins and Jeremy Scott Barrett Share. We'll see you next time. Thanks for listening. Comment on our episodes on our SoundCloud page. Check us out on YouTube, Twitter, Facebook, and Reddit. And be sure to visit CinemaSense.com. I saw a lot of vaginas when I was, uh, when I Googled the vajazzle. That was a dangerous Google. I swear to God they called it Vesparkle on the show. No, it is. The internet is correcting you. No, the service itself is a Vesparkle, but the act itself is vajazzling. Hey, why do I keep eating McMuffins, man? Ooh, I don't know. (laughs) Like, this this has become the thing, right? Like, I have a weird... (laughs) chemistry going on so i basically i need to eat lunch well before we would be done with this podcast or i'll get sick later Mm -hmm. so i eat on my way down here because i don't want to eat too early either and it's become mcdonald's because i can just first of all it's just it's all location i don't have to go out of my way to hit Mm -hmm. mcdonald's on my way to get here it's literally i drive right by it Mm -hmm. if i wanted to go to wendy's i have to go out of my way and i have to leave the house 10 minutes earlier and i don't want to do that Mm. yeah so my new regular god i hate that i'm saying this make sure this is buried deep in the outtakes (laughs) is i'll get the 10 piece nugget and fries and uh, and mcmuffin (laughs) (laughs) hold on oh they serve breakfast all day now right yeah they do you could have McMuffin and the... Wow. It's funny. I, I have not been to McDonald's in so long. I forgot about that all day breakfast thing. <laughs> I just... I know it's not... I mean, you know, we all have our indulgences, but this is like... I'm going on like seven weeks in a row of having done this, and it's not... I got to find a new... Like, there needs to be like a chicken wrap place on, or a salad place. I can't eat a salad while I'm driving. Anyway, uh, why do I keep eating McMuffins? They Like, every single time, lead. I'm not hungry again until midnight. That's an that's an interesting combination too, the McMuffin with the nuggets. It's well, ever since they made lunch available all day or lunch breakfast available all day. If I'm at McDonald's, it's just because you're getting a breakfast item, <laughs> because that was the thing growing up was that we almost never got McDonald's breakfast because yeah. when when were we gonna? Why would we? It was always cereal or whatever mom made or what have you. And, what, by the time we get to McDonald's, like Michael Douglas and falling, falling down, down, they've already switched over to the lunch <laughs> menu. And so it was like this golden fleece for a long, long time. And then I became an adult, and I would eat it regularly on my way to work yeah. or what have you. Haven't you ever heard that the customer is always right? <laughs> <laughs> uh, that movie would play. I bet that movie plays better today than it did when it came out. It probably does. I love that movie. Who, who directed Joel that? Joel Schumacher. That's right. I really That may be his best movie. Yeah. Oh, wow. I read something in the trivia of IMDb uh, that uh, Michael Douglas considers that his favorite film. Really? Yeah, Falling Down. Uh, wow. What are the best Michael Douglas acted movies? Wall Street. 
Wall as long Street as he didn't is pick, great. Uh, ghosts of my girlfriend's past. Yeah, <laughs> but see, it's Wall Street, and then you have a lot of sameness. Uh, like he's always the the rich white businessman guy. So he's like the disclosure, game. the yeah. game, um, uh, basic instinct. He's not. He's, he's not a. <laughs> God. He's not a wealthy. He's so man. terrible. He's such a that. bad. Yeah. <laughs> I see that girl's the fuck of the century. <laughs> it's so fucked up. What? He tells he tells her girlfriend that girl's the fuck of the century. <laughs> if if you were if you were growing up and saw Lost Boys and Flatliners, you probably thought that was the tits. <laughs> I'm telling you what, Lost Boys and Flatliners. Those were the tits when I was growing mm-hmm. up. But you're right. Neither one of them holds up. I would actually... God, I can't believe I'm saying this on record. I'd rather watch that Ellen Page Flatliners bullshit mm. than watch the original. Mm. Really? Because the nostalgia goodness of the original cannot overwhelm the bad. And at least the the current... The, the remake is shot well. Yeah. It looks good. I haven't seen it. I actually... You I think I did the Sin. Yeah, I did the, the, the Sin script for that. For mm. the 90 version. Mm-hmm. I, I liked it. I don't, I don't know. Maybe I yeah. definitely wrote for that. <laughs> Did you really? Yeah. Oh, maybe it was the two of us. I remember going through writing for that, but it may be, maybe oh, the it was no, us. it was you two. It was you two, and I think I watched the movie mm. just to watch it. Mm-hmm. So yeah, and I was like, God, this is just. Uh. <laughs> what was trespass? Oh uh, well, no, that's not the same trespass. There's a trespass that came out in uh, 1992 with has, Ice Cube. Has Ice Cube and Bill Paxton, and it's awesome. I keep seeing it on really? the channels, but I haven't. Yes. I haven't stopped <laughs> on it once. It's uh, it's uh, um, don't say. I know who the director of this is of the 92 trespass. It's um, I don't recognize this guy's name. You don't recognize the guy's name? Is it the 1992 Ice Ice Cube Bill mm-hmm. Paxton? Uh, Walter Hill. Yeah, Walter Hill. Yeah. You know um, who were I, mean, I heard Walter Hill. You know, I bet this station. is why this is so good. It was written by Bob Gale and Robert Zemeckis. Yeah, yeah, that's crazy. And it's about I've talked about it on the podcast before, but it's I mean you know it's one of those movies that you're not going to remember. Hey, Chris talked about this movie. I should watch it. <laughs> um, but Bill Paxton and his buddy are coming in from like Missouri or something like that, or they're going to Missouri, or they're going. I can't. I don't remember. They're somewhere in the south. <laughs> and uh they go to they they go to this place and they they're told there's a treasure sort of sitting in this uh uh abandoned building so they go and look for it but at the same time that they go look for it there's this gang activity going on at the same time of course ice cube and <laughs> and, and, and and uh and uh who else is in that uh um, william sadler william sadler i think is bill paxton's buddy and uh and and then there's another big i think there's another big name with ice cube uh ice cube and ice tea oh it's ice tea so it's both it's yeah, both it was, ices both of the ices uh and so there's a there's a gang there's sort of this gang thing happening at the same time in the same area they don't know anything about this treasure or whatever and uh and so like once they find out that they're these two guys are in the area or whatever it could be witnesses and everything and they there's a it's like these big like standoff in the these uh um abandoned buildings and everything and then trying trying to find the treasure trying to get out with the treasure um i, I love treasure i haven't <clears throat> seen it in forever um, do not <clears throat> see the treasure yes 
Uh, tiny listers in that but it's good man (laughs) i i would this is that's a jeremy movie all the fucking way i'm gonna stop on it next time i see it i've seen it probably like a dozen times in the last couple months as i'm flipping through the channel i just haven't stopped it's it it, it, this is something that the next time we see you you will have seen it 10 times (laughs) i I would love that to be the case it has always read the description on comcast which i know i shouldn't trust but it always reads like a judgment night ripoff yeah and I'm sure it's not. And it came out before Judgment. Night. I bet it did, and I mm. bet it's. And I bet, like Judgment's Night, it's not even awesome. No, Judgment, <laughs> night, judgment night is awesome. Oh, is it? <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Okay. Oh, hell yeah. I haven't seen it in so long. I don't know. Judgment but. Night is. I mean, I haven't seen it in forever, but yeah. Judgment Night is fucking sweet. Yeah, it's fun. <laughs> yeah, it's rad. Yeah, and and especially back in the sweet. day, if you're like, uh, you know, because you like Demolition Man as well. Yeah. Dennis Leary is in his Dennis Leariest yeah, yeah. uh, mode there because every movie they put him in, they put him in. He had to go. I like this and that. Okay, blah blah blah. You know, he's always doing that shit. Wasn't he a gang leader in this? Yeah, he's yeah. the bad guy. <laughs> yeah, he's that's a, right. He's the bad guy in Judgment Night. But yeah, it's uh, Emilio Estevez, Cuba Gooding, and uh, who else? Is it Stephen Dorff? Oh, it is Stephen. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And they're all going to some boxing match. Yeah, and, the and they're South in this sweet ass trailer with a satellite TV and everything. And then uh, they're they're in this horrible Chicago traffic, and they're like, "I know a shortcut." And it goes off into this like you know, it's they might as well have just like had like you know murder signs up yep. and everything. Yeah, <laughs> chalk outlines everywhere. Yeah. Uh, and of course they get lost and they don't get to the boxing match it's judgment night man jeremy piven is in there piven yeah yeah that's right yeah Uh, i tried to watch very bad things the other day Mm -hmm. didn't go well it's kind of hard to watch it's really not easy (laughs) i like that movie you know another (laughs) movie that came on the other day that i flipped past and watched about three minutes of uh was a dead man on campus Oh, oh yeah. I remember liking that one too. I did, but it, I don't think that plays very Is much today. <laughs> I don't that really was don't. Uh, Zach Morris, wasn't it? Um, well, yes. Yeah. Mark Paul, Paul Gosling. Yeah. And, uh, and Tom Everett Scott. Tom, Tom Everett Scott. Yeah, right. And that guy, Lachlan Monroe, who's like, I got some beers. Let's drink them. Yeah. <laughs> so I was watching Friends earlier today. Mm-hmm. Really? And yeah. Chandler did. Uh, Chandler was trying to hit on Monica and trying to be, trying to be the kind of guy she would date one day if they were both 40 and still single mm-hmm. uh, it's way before they get together in the show and he's repeatedly knocking on the door and she answers the door and he's trying to like be charming or whatever the last one he does he's on his knees and she looks down and he goes what dwarf on doorways that's funny and i remembered that i think it was tim conway who mm-hmm. did those dwarf on golf and mm-hmm. what mm-hmm. is that shit offensive yeah <laughs> yeah, yeah because I'm, I'm sitting here going man my dad and i watched those when i was little i bet that's offensive yeah yeah i think it is i think it is okay just wanted to check who's michael vartan he's the main dude he's main the dude teacher and alias from, the teacher from oh. never been kissed oh okay i guess i never knew his name is that the second week in a row we brought up never been kissed or two out of three weeks <laughs> oh shit this is uh and uh, Dead Man's Curve was uh, by Dan Rosen, who did The Last Supper, who wrote The Last Supper. Oh, really? Yeah. Now you're going to want to check it out. Mm-hmm. Yeah, maybe. Report uh-huh. back to me, because I may not want to watch it. Yeah, it's 5.9 on the IMDb, but... Hey, I just told the whole world that I liked a mo- I loved a movie that's like 28% on Rotten Tomatoes. <laughs> <laughs> Which one? Venom. <laughs> oh, yeah, that's right. I, man, I'm with you. I'm I, totally with you. I figured you, the way you had talked about it kind of <laughs> made me think this is exactly how Barrett felt when he watched, because it's a, 
hot mess. <laughs> but I garbage. really enjoyed watching <laughs> it. There's so something about Tom Hardy, man. <laughs> it is. But anytime he, he and Venom have a conversation, I'm in yeah. all the way. Uh, but yeah, he went somewhere. Yeah, in that movie. <laughs> no, that's the that's one of the record warniest movies ever. Mm-hmm. It's mm-hmm. like right there in that that perfect like little <laughs> sliver of record warn. Yeah. I do feel bad for Riz Ahmed or whatever. Oh yeah. my god! Because after that HBO limited series, he's just been cast in well, almost exclusively evil tech magnet. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. Because he's yeah. that in Jason Bourne as well. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. yeah. 